294. Holy cow. And I do mean that. Broadcast Group Incorporated. Ratings any minute. Ratings coming any minute, baby. You're listening to Sports you Radio 560 WQAM. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Friday, you bastard. Hey, hey. Guys, guys, guys. Ow, ow, ow. They used to say last passes. Like he takes it up the please. Say it with a little class. Don't leave me alone. I wanted to go into space. The media got on my case. So I traded in my life. Okay, I'll pass on Lance Banks. Let me put it that way. Oh, my God. 10.02 at 5.60. WQM. Happy Friday to you. Show I'm leaving at noon today. All right. And, of course, everybody wants to know. Why? Because I want to. Okay, I'm going on vacation. And it's the beginning of March break today, too. The airport's going to be jam-packed with people, and it's going to be chaos. And tomorrow night's uh, the beginning of daylight savings time. We spring ahead. Spring ahead, fall back. Yeah, spring ahead. And I guess I believe this is the first year we're doing it with these extended hours. Am I right? Or did we do it last year? Uh. used to be April we would uh, turn the clocks ahead, and then in October we would uh, fall back. But now it's uh, March 7. We go on daylight, well, March 8, tomorrow night. When you go to bed tomorrow night at midnight, turn the clocks ahead one hour. You lose an hour. And then in November we um, crank them back. Actually, we ought to have daylight time all year long, but that would make too much sense. Here's the poll from yesterday before those ratings numbers start pouring in. I'm sure Allison is feverishly running around over there, potching around. And George said that all the bigwigs are gone today. And once they're gone, so what, what does that mean? Why are they gone? We've got a trend coming today. When do you think they maybe, be Maybe that's why. Maybe they're heading for the hills. <laughs> they ran for cover? Well, I think it's going to be just fine. I don't know. I have no idea. Based on this past week, we were cooking. We were doing pretty good. And then we had the anniversary show a week ago today, my 32nd anniversary on the air in South Florida. And the response on our web, you know, the only way I can judge it is by the website. And on that day, it was putrid. And ever since then, it's been dropping like a rock every day. It's a very, very bad week. Week. Like, oh, we didn't like that anniversary show, Neil. We hate you. We just discovered it. We hate you. We're not going to listen again. Well, goodbye. Bye-bye. Like Lance Ass said, bye-bye-bye. Here's the uh, poll now. Are we going to change this or are we going to leave it up? Because I'm getting out of here at noon. I'll, I'll let you guys do whatever you want. All right. Well, you don't, you're not going to come up with any new poll. I mean, we should. We put this one out yesterday, like, uh, I don't know, 11 or something. What? I might not till Monday. Whatever you like. All right. Makes no difference to me. I'm not going to be checking it. I'm going to be looking at it. I'm going to be thinking about it. Ooh. And you got the bedtime stories, too, starting for tomorrow. Yes, I do. What city or country do you want to visit that you've never been to? That's our poll on there right now. By the time uh, George takes it off, there will be a little stale, but that's okay. Ro- at least it won't be as stale as, what's your favorite pizza place and which burger joint's the best? And, you know, doing that every day for like 15 months, like Tootsie over there on IOD. Jesus Christ, is he a red-nosed idiot. Rome 195. Good choice. All you people want to go to Rome, go there. Can't afford to, but go there anyway. Let's see how the uh, exchange is doing today. You want to see? No. 
Why not? Dow is down hundred oh just sixteen point. It was down real bad there in the beginning. Now it's making a nice a nice comeback. Let me see how the uh Euro is doing and the uh Looney and the Tooney and Oil, $104.61 a barrel. What a bargain. Thank you, Mr. President. You crazy bastard, you. You lunatic. You grave robber. You and your Saudi buddies. Bandar Bush. Looney is $1.162. $101.62. And the euro is one fifty three and a half. Not good, either one of them. Very, very bad. So if you want to go to Rome, good luck to you. Amsterdam, 156. New Zealand, 129. That was Georgia's pick, I guess. Well, I voted for uh, Vancouver initially. Yeah. I wish I could uh, change Go to New Zealand. It's just sure. probably too expensive and way too far. Yeah. And in your case, even like West Palm is too expensive and too far. There's no question. China, 82. Havana, 72. Paris, 54. Vancouver, 51. Berlin, 50. I'd go there. Boy. Wow. London, 41. Spain, 40. Sweden, 39. Brazil, 37. San Francisco, 28. Israel, 27. Toronto, 24. Boston, 21. Chicago, 20. Copenhagen, 18. New York, 17. Everybody's been there. Peru, 15. Jamaica, 10. Man. Bahamas, 9. Colombia, 9. Mexico, 9. And Los Angeles, dead last, 8. And good, good. Good thinking. Don't go there now. Years ago, yeah, it was great. It was wide open. It was fun. Everybody spoke English. It was like a real perverted place. It was fabulous, L.A. And now... Now it's like uh, all these Vietnamese, like I said yesterday, all those uh, Asian language signs everywhere. Like, what? What do we do now? Where do we go, you know? So nobody wants to go to L.A. Maybe they've all been there. You've been there? When I was no. nine years old. Wow. For two months. I'm surprised they didn't, like, uh, get you lost in the barrier. My eyes burned the whole time I was there from the smog. Yeah. Did you ever see the Hollywood Hill sign, or you couldn't yeah, see it? Yeah, no, I saw it. It was over there. Once in a while, you can see it when it's right. you know when it, on, on a clear day you can see forever. Oh, One of those, about two a year. So that's the deal on that poll. Now, what's what's the story going to be with these uh, ratings numbers with this trend? You know it. What do you mean by that? Well, the trend's coming at ten. Right. I'm sure that they're churning out of whatever it is. They're churning out, and then they got to print they them out. Print them out. Make copies. They make copies of late, and then they got to run around with their finger right. up each other's like, "Oh, uh, what do we do now?" You know. Right. Fifty-three people were killed, 125 wounded in two bomb attacks last night in a Baghdad commercial district. An Interior Ministry official said, "We keep hearing about the surge, and everything is going great, and all this other crap, and we never hear about any of these things anymore because the media, media decided we don't want to do that." What the hell is this? Telephone. Thanks for what? Oh, look at that. Thanks for the check, Neil, on my way to the Keys now, says uh, your good buddy Josh Cordell. Oh, like See, that? I told you he was okay. You're giving me, oh, he's that's a right. hard he's ass. A bastard he's, is a, yeah. a leech, a barnacle. No, that's not what right. I said. That's, that's what George said, Josh. He said you're a leech. <laughs> anyway, you're more than welcome, okay? Just do a good job on those stories, because George is going to be sending like about 100 a day. Probably. How's he going to do the stories when he's going to be in the Keys all weekend? Doesn't he have a laptop, and I'm not talking about a dance? A roadside bomb exploded first around 7 p.m. in the central Baghdad district of Karada, killing and wounding a number of people. As others gathered to help the wounded, a suicide bomber made the crowd detonated the explosive vest, killing and wounded many more. The majority of casualties occurred during the second attack. 53 dead, 125 wounded. But everything's fine in Iraq. Just remember that. Okay, how are those numbers coming? I want to see them. Oh, look at this. What? Nothing. Look at this? No, you look at that. Ew. I sure don't want to. I don't want them. No, I sure don't. 
Gas prices, thank you again, Mr. President. Gas prices had record highs again yesterday in parts of South Florida, as well as the state and the nation, according to fuel figures tracked by the American Automobile Association, AAA. Drive safe now, Josh. Don't spend all that money on the way down there. Don't be drinking on your way to the uh, Keys while you're driving. Is he driving down? I don't know if he's driving himself. Well, if he's driving now, how yes. do you send me that damn message? Someone is driving. It might Somebody be him driving. or someone maybe, else. Maybe his right. Russian girlfriend is driving him down. Possibly. Maybe she's driving it. Average prices for regular fuel were the highest ever recorded in Palm Beach County. Three dollars and thirty-four cents a gallon. That's for regular, regular unleaded three thirty-four and day three thirty-one. Broward County regular, which had an all-time high last week, averaged three twenty-seven yesterday. Three dollars and twenty-seven cents a gallon for unleaded regular. Regular gas prices also broke records statewide. Averaging 3.25 a gallon, and nationally 3.16 a gallon, compared with 2.45 a year ago, which was a ripoff then, and now 3.16. Thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. Where's that stupid kid that called in for that stupid ass comment? You moron! You imbecile! You you fairy! Yeah. It's the second week in a row that South Florida state fuel costs hit record highs, and those companies Exxon and all the other ones—they're making record profits, just raping the public. Them and their uh, their Saudi buddies, their partners in crime. And the future outlook isn't that rosy, says the Sun Sentinel. If the value of the dollar continues to fall, which it is, oil industry analysts predict gas prices this spring and summer will break records again, pushing costs for regular gas to be between 350 and 360 a gallon. So we're talking close to four bucks for a premium for a super unleaded baby. Four bucks a gallon, 18 gallon tank. You're talking 72 uh, bucks to fill up. Industry leaders said energy tax bill approved by Congress last week threatens to increase gas prices by raising taxes on domestic energy producers. But independent analysts said the Federal Reserve's move to lower interest rates as an attempt to shore up the slumping economy has also weakened the dollar, causing a ripple effect on gas prices. As the dollar plunged to its lowest ever against the euro, crude oil prices jumped to 105.97 a barrel early yesterday for the third time this week before falling a tad, a little bit. Petroleum demand has dropped, even though the U.S. gas supply is the highest ever recorded in the past 15 years. The landscape is as bad as it could be, they said, noting that credit card companies reported a 1% drop in gas purchases among American consumers since last year, and people are driving less. They're driving it less. Pradel Vilmi, 57 of Miramar, said gas prices are a continuing reminder about the economy and the future. What future, baby? So where's the uh, numbers already? Are you serious? Nobody's come in here yet? Nobody's come in here yet. Oh, my God. One thing about the way this is going to work, man. It's not going to be slow. It's not going to be fast. It's going to be half-fast. Half-assed. Mm-hmm. I mean, here it's 11 after the hour already. I figured I'd be sitting here with a handful of uh, fistful of numbers to read. To, uh, I, I figured uh, you wouldn't be. Why is that? Why is that? Because uh, there's nobody there today. Clarence right. is off to do a stupid basketball game somewhere at FSU. And he's in Tallahassee was. where they're having, by the way, tornadoes. They're having tornadoes up there. Boy, I sure hope he doesn't get caught in the middle of the big blow. And then uh, who else? Where's Jolly Joe today? What's his story? I don't know. Oh, he's upset because I'm leaving at noon, so he's probably under medical uh, care for that. And who else? Who else would ordinarily be there? Miguel. Right. No, that's right. He's across the street. The power big shots are not here uh, also, I'm told. Really? You mean you mean the Raleigh Mafia? <laughs> What are you doing? Maybe Carolyn should do it. This is Neil Rogers.
price of unlead keeps going up It's my car I can't fill up Uh-huh Uh-huh Yeah, yeah, yeah My hands are shaky and my knees are weak I have to walk to work on my own two feet It's cheaper just to call on a tow truck Cause my car I can't fill up Uh-huh Uh-huh Yeah WQM, I still have nothing coming across my fax yeah, machine. On. All right, so Allison just came in. Yes. She has a very angry look on her face saying that she's getting ducked to do it because uh, she's not getting what she wants when she wants it from the Power 96 flunkies who don't seem to quite have this routine down since the people that normally do it aren't here. So they're figuring it out as they go along. Allison doesn't want to wait for them. She's having Duff give us the stuff. The first batch of it is on its way to you now. Power 96 people are the Antichrist, baby. Well, we don't have any management in the building of any sort, so you've got yeah, to go a little really bit higher that's really a good idea on the day when the trends are coming in. That's really uh, spectacular. Of course, they're not in any hurry, like you said. Right. And if we were in a radio station, it might seem unusual, but since we're not... Uh, yeah, you know, like, like uh, Jolly Joe told the Humper, it's not about ratings, it's not about right. ratings, it's about the not spending any money. That's what it's about. about the oh, snow. my machine is cranking, baby. I hear the fax machine behind me cranking. And soon those numbers are going to be spanking. Okay, let's see. All we need is men 18 plus and 2554 persons. That's all we need. Um, oh, this. Oh, look at that. We dropped from third to fifth overall, whole station and men. So we must have had a really disastrous um, January. Four eight in the uh, fall book and a four one. Of course, I don't see the guys across the street on this first page at all. Well, Radio Mambi. Oh, not another bunch of old uh, Julios. CMQ FAMA, Hot 105. Oh, my God. Radio Amor. I can't even say it. Radio Armor. Big drop from a 4-1 to a 3-8 overall in men. Hmm. Nice good, man. It looks like a death knell January for everybody. For anybody who's speaking English. WYOD, 3-4 to a 3-3 overall in men. That's pretty about as flat as you can get. Waxy. 2-4 to a 2-8. Oh, boy, they're going to be, like, uh, rubbing their hind legs together over there across the street. Oh, we're making a big comeback. Look at that. We did this. We did that. We did it. We did it. Yeah, do this. So, anyway, that's not looking really all that promising. Promise? I promise. Time spent listening was, I don't understand. Time spent listening was um, up. But the cum was down, down. Of course, that's because the uh, in January we had no more dolphins, you know, no more dolphins. Okay, that first uh, uh, bunch of numbers came through. Now where the rest of them? Where are the day parts? <laughs> On their what way. You, what do you give me? 
I'm laughing. Like that. I'm laughing. Where are they? They're on their way. They're on their way, what, from San Jose? I don't know. Turn around They're and look at the They're on their way to, like, uh, Ishpeming, Michigan? They're cranking through the machine right now? They're on their way to Wyandotte? Okay, they'll be cranking through my machine. Well, that's good. we got, like, a little pile there. Not good news, though. Oh, my God. If overall, now, where the hell would we have dropped? Probably in midday, with our luck, you know. Probably down to about a two. One of those bogus months when none of our people either got the diaries or bothered to fill them out. Now, you tell me that they're on their way, but that thing is as quiet as a church mouse. Let me take a look. Uh, oh, it says receiving. Isn't that exciting? It says receiving. Nothing happening, but it says receiving. Now it gets real quiet. See, it always that's the calm before the storm. It gets real quiet, and then it starts cranking. We'll see. It's real deathly quiet. And there it goes. Wow. What are, do I know my machine or what? It's a good machine, man. They last about six months, and then they, uh, you got to replace it. They explode. They blow up, yeah. Okay, here comes something. This is 6 to 10 a.m. men. Now, this is November, December, and January, okay? So don't get too excited. Radio Mambi, number one. They were number one, as always, men 18 plus, because that includes all those old Domino Park uh, goofballs. They got a 6-1. They dropped a little bit. Big drop from a 6-5 to a 5-8 in men in the morning. Wow. From a tie for first to a uh, close second. Tied with Hot 105 for second. QAM, 3-9. We stayed at a 3-9 in the morning. Where did we have the big drop off? Oh, oh no. Uh, CMQ, 4-8 up to a 5-2. See what I mean? Radio Amor, 5-2 to a 5-4. WQBA, Radio, uh, what is that? Cubanissima? 3-2 to a 3-1. And which one is Radio Mambi? Oh, that's W-A-Q-I. They're number one. Radio Mambi. No speaking English aquí. Radio Mambi. Oh, boy. So, let's see. Little Dog had a 3-9. He's number six in the morning. I'm looking for Waxy. They're not on the second page. That's Sid the Kid, boy. You better get in that uh, bus and go back to New York, baby. You're dead meat. IOD dropped from a 3-2 to a 2-3 in the morning. And Waxy... Uh, 2 3 to a 2 1 from a tie for 17th to 20th. We're 6th in the morning and they're 20th, said the kid with his big New York obnoxious mouth that nobody can stand, who makes everybody want to vomit. Makes everybody want to go to the sink and just start gagging and then go to the toilet and put their head on the porcelain bus and start puking and just, right? That's him, said the kid. Now come these numbers that are going to be really ugly, I think. And you notice how George isn't saying anything? I'm only about the fax machine, faxing more. Uh, the oh, we dropped that. We dropped from first to second. Or no, we're still second. Radio Mambi, they had a 7 1 in the uh, fall book, and now they got a 6 5, but they're still number one. We had a 6 4, now we're down to a 5 5. We had a disastrous January. Bad. So, like I said, forget about those uh, rating dollars, those bonus monies. Yeah, well, I'm kind of used Let's to see, that. Let's see, 5 5 is 16 5. Do you know what we had? What did I, what did I just tell you? Five five. We had a two six. Ew. In January. Now, does anybody believe that's possible that we go from like a, a gigantic number in no. in December, whatever it was, no. it was a six nine, into no. a two six? No. Does anybody really believe that? But we're number two. Boy, that's a precipitous drop. WYOD went from a four six to a five. Where? Who picked up the audience? In January. WINZ, 3 to a 2-9. They aren't going anywhere. Waxy, a 2-0. Oh, what was that? 
to a 2-7. They went from 20th to 16th. Oh, my God. That's where they're going to George Sedano, baby. 2-7. Woo! Heavy duty. So we didn't do all that good in January. I had a bad January. You can smell it. You could feel it. Are you depressed? Moderately. Not good. Not any, uh, you know, doesn't look too good for that bonus money. I mean, oh, well. two, two, six Brutal. in January? What kind of a number is that? Weak. Weak. Embarrassing. Two, six, my ass. That's just pathetic. I'm writing that in there. And that thing is still grinding. Like I said, what do we need these numbers for? And I'm going to get all depressed before going on vacation. That's oh, not good. you'll just have to plunge extra. It's not what I wanted, like Michael said in Godfather 3 when he was sitting there in his bathrobe oh. in, a bed in, the, uh, in the hospital, in the Hollywood hospital. This is not what I wanted. But that's the way it goes. Nothing we can do about it. Let's look at the afternoon. Do we have time? Sure. Drop from number one to number two, from a 5-4 to a 4-7. Radio Amor, um, oh, that's right, that was 10 to 3 we just saw. Well, mm -hmm. whatever. Nevertheless, Radio Amor was number one in the afternoon. Does anybody believe that? No. Anybody buying no. it? No. Incredible. 5-5. Five, five. QAM from a 5-4 to a 4-7 from first to second. That's minus the humper and including that 3 to 4 hour with the jerks. EDR is third. WAQI, uh, Radio Mambi is fourth. Waxy went from a 3-2 to a 3-7. So let's see. We had a 4-7. They had a 3-7. That's Dan LeBastard and Stu Gotts. Oh, my God. How depressing. How demoralizing. Where's the rest of those uh, from that day part? You just sent me two pages. Well, that's okay. Hey, whatever, man. I just stuck them yeah, in the machine and anyway. send. We don't give a crap. Weekends. Take a look at the weekend. Anybody care about the weekend? No. No. Well, we went uh, from 5th to 12th on the weekend. Oh, boy. Woo! Boy, oh boy, thank God for those dolphins in the fall book. That's all that's keeping this place going. Not us. Not anybody else. Not the Humper, certainly. He's long gone, and once he's gone, you won't see his ass, his fat ass no more. Seven to midnight. Radio Mambi, an 8.8 .8 chair. Boy, the old Julio's man, they wired the diaries. Waxy's got a 3.8 at night when nobody uh, pays any attention. And what do we got? Now that we got uh, that dolphins all ass on the air. Oh, from a 1-4 to a 1-6, 22nd. We were tied for 22nd in the book. Now we're 22nd all by ourselves. Now we're fucking biggest names. Not good. Let's go. 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 She's thrown eggs and dog feces at his house, shot a BB gun through his bathroom window, called his work making death threats. Actions speak louder than words. I think we have to understand that right now, I believe Cheap is so out of control, she probably couldn't stop this if she wanted to. I am honored to be here with Barack Obama. So shame on you, Barack Obama. She is not using good judgment. Well, that's what a campaign is about. Uh, are you... Meeting men on the internet and meeting them for sex. A lot of Americans are going to say, good for you, you go girl. Um, and that certainly is how I feel about it. You have gone to bed and had sex with your husband. Bill and Al and Tipper and I. You are addicted to sex. Yes, I am. We're talking about full penetration vaginal sex. Well, sure. I am horny. I'm tested. I'm ready. Let's make it happen. 
God, what a thought. Okay, 1033. We got a story. Don't feel so bad. Don't get uh, the greatest right. attitude. Sock it to you. know why? Why? Well, no, because I'll tell you. Let's look at these day parts. Persons 25 to 54, which, of course, is mostly men on this station. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the morning, 6 to 10 a.m., what did we do? Hot 105 was number one, but they dropped a point. They're number one. Radio Amor is number two. Big dropped from a 6.9 to a 5.5. Men in Black, WMIB, is number four, which they were before. CMQ, FAMA, no speaking English. Y100, Coast. Let's see, this is in the morning, persons 25.54. Where's IOD? Where's uh, FTSE? Oh, we had we went from a two six to a two five. In fact, all across we had just a just a tiny drop in men in uh, persons twenty five fifty four. So that means that uh, from six to ten in the morning, Little Dog and uh, Orlando had about close to a five share in men twenty five fifty four. IOD dropped from a two to a one seven, a one seven, and Waxy seven ninety Waxy went from a one five to one four from twenty second to twenty third, tied for twenty third, not even twenty third by themselves. Tied for 23rd with Radio uh, Mambi. Midday, 25.54. We're number uh, 6. We were number 5. We went from a 4.8 to a 4.5. But keep in mind, again, that's from 10 to 3. You see? Okay. And you double that number, and what do you got? 4.5, you got a 9. So that means we had, in men, probably about an 8.8, 8.7, 8. Right. close to a 9. See? So now you can have a good vacation. Oh, Yeah. So we got a good January to kick us off, at least in that demo. Men 18 plus, we just, because uh, I guess over 55, we didn't have anybody, which of course is ridiculous, because in our poll, uh, we got a lot of old cockers out there like me. A lot of AKs. Boy, there's more damn pages and more damn numbers and more stapling and potchking around. Let me just, there we go, here's my last staple. Don't send me any more. Oh, no, no. P.O. That was all, all you asked good. for, anyway. We're done. So let's see, what they have across the street in midday? We had a 4.5 in persons, 25 to 54, about a 9 share in men. And IOD had a 2.4 to a 2.7. Not so great. Not bad. They're tied for 16th, considering what they got on the air, that old toad. And that includes uh, Rush, too, by the way. It includes Lardass. Pop a couple more, Lardass. Waxy, a 1.3 to a 1.9. They made a little move there in midday. Jorge Sedano, he's kicking ass, his own. And in the afternoon, 3 to 7 p.m., Radio Amor is number one in persons 2554. Everybody wired their diaries for Radio Amor. Oh, boy. What a joke. Radio Amor. No speaky the English. Hot 105, numero 2. Coast is number three in the afternoon in persons. Nobody else we care about on the first page. How did Magic do in the morning? Well, 2554 is their demographic. 94 plus now is their new demo. How do they do in the morning now that Ricky Tiki is gone? They went from a 1-3 to a 2-8. Oh, wow. No, that's not, uh, that's not them. They went from a 1-9 to a 2-6. That's not good. In the afternoon, Radio more like I said, let's get to where we are. Big had a 3-4. Persons 25-50. WQM from a 3-0 to a 2-7. See what I mean? Just a little droppage all along the way in that. Uh, where are we, where are we are going? Uh, oh, we're crazy? Looking, huh? <laughs> QAM, 3-0 to a 2, so I'm looking for Waxy now. 2-1 to a 2-3. They went up to the, Labaster went up just a, a touch, just a hair there. So that's it. That's what we got. Got it? Got it. Okay. There, oh, there's, 
that the right thing to do. Your white-haired gay governor, gay, Charlie Christ. Hey, Liz, what do you think? Um, oh, I'm so sick and tired of his crap. All of a sudden, he's concerned about the Democrats. All he's concerned about is that the Republicans want to get Swillery in there, man. They'll do anything in their power to get to run against her because they're scared to death of Obama and because they know they can beat her sideways to uh, all the hell. They think. I'm not so sure McCain could beat anybody. I, I don't know if he could win in a one-horse race, just like she did in Michigan with only 55% of the vote. Obama wasn't on the ballot. Edwards wasn't on the ballot. Nobody else was on the ballot for the Democrats in Michigan. She only got 55% of the vote. And she and her cohorts are saying, oh, well, Michigan and Florida should count. We've got to seat those delegates. <laughs> Even though everybody agreed that they were going to be only beauty contest and they weren't going to count. But just keep making up the rules. In the typical Clinton-esque manner, man, just keep making up the rules as you go along. To suit your fancy, bitch. God, do I despise her and air all of her cronies, man. Howard Wolfson, the whole bunch of them. They just make me nauseous. Don't you want to vomit? All the time. How could they have that horrible number in uh, men 18 plus? Not that that's not our demo anyway, but Jesus. Right. What's that all about? No, you'll see you're right because uh, the demos, we get her a little bit older. Not that that's a bad thing, but uh, you'll see. No, you don't understand. You're, you're missing the point. Which is? No, that's not correct. 25 to 54, we kicked ass. That's we did I'm, great. Right. That's what I'm telling you. So when we get the men 25, 54, as opposed to 18 plus, it'll be way better than that 18 plus number. That's what you said. But you're not understanding. That means okay. that 55 plus, or 18 to 24 also. Mm -hmm. We didn't have anybody, which we know We didn't that. have anybody, right, 18 to 24. Well, how the hell are we going to have them? I don't know. We can't, we can't say squat, you know. Well, I'm going to talk about Langarado uh, starting at noon, so maybe that'll bring a couple over. About what? Langarado. What tells that? That's a new sex practice that I invented. <laughs> oh, God. Let's take a look at that pool. Or you know something? Let's not. The biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Neil God. Two, three, books, four, five. Forty-five at five sixty WQM. We got jerks at two. We got the uh, Mad Dog Show at Durrell at four o'clock till seven. Dolphins all access at Durrell seven to nine. Then the DA Show nine to midnight. You know, I'm thinking about the uh, fifty-five plus people. Now, yes. That, of course, men eighteen plus is only the men. Correct. But uh, which candidate are they all in favor? Of the older folks, most of them. Swillery. Okay. So maybe that's what to kind of chase them away. 
I'm, I'm just thinking, trying to rationalize, because otherwise, why would we do so well? You know what I'm saying? Or maybe they just didn't get the diaries. I don't know. That could be. Well, you know how that goes. No, how does that luck, go? Luck of the draw. It's whoever gets your diary, you know? You could get a kiss or a kick. Kiss? How does kiss do? Anybody care? I don't, no, I don't no. care. Here's that poll again. What city or country do you want to visit that you've never been to? We have 1,204 votes. I bet you Chris is real happy on his first day back after his lengthy illness. Oh, yeah, I'm so happy. Oh, so you worked on Wednesday, didn't you? Yeah. Just yesterday you were gone. Mm-hmm. Then we had Josh Cordes begging about, well, where's my check? He had some good food, though, man. That Ocean's 234, that was excellent. And you know something? We sold those out in less than 30 seconds. It says 13 minutes, I think, on the thing there, but that's because it took them long enough to verify them. But before, before the first bit ended, when it came back, it was already sold out. Aren't well, you proud? Very proud. And George said the food was fantastic. It was. Tell me again about that there. potato thing with the cheese. Oh, God. I should have Don't written the name of it down. What? I should have written the name of the dish down. Potato, potato uh, gratiné or something, something, like, yeah. something like that. Not all gratin, but yeah. Potato gratiné like smells like your weenie, yeah. Right. Just uh, just ask for it. Well, it was like uh, like like potatoes are rotten, like mm. layers of it. But then, do you have this... any idea how much I love potatoes are rotten? Well, I shouldn't eat them though because it's cut. baby. But if you love it half as much like as it? I do, then uh, then I love it twice as much as you. No, you don't. So, but the best thing about it is that you know it's it's baked with this like smoked bacon crust on top of it, which is mm-hmm. what, what puts it over the top. It's just the whole thing is like the smoky bacon flavor with the cheese. I don't want to hear about it. I All can't right. stand it. Oh. That, that, that is something that I just am I'm crazy about. Exactly what you're describing it. there. Mm. And evidently the audience too, because once you started talking about that, those certificates went like they did, like a knife through butter, like somebody I know would say, a knife through butter. What city or country do you want to visit that you've never been to is our poll question today. It's going to stay on there until George and Chris decide whether... I'm leaving at noon, by the way, whether Joe Bell likes it or not, okay? Well, he's not here to have a problem with it, so... What? He's not here to have a problem with it. Nobody's here. Allison's in charge of the whole building. Yeah. Well, I I wouldn't say we did all that great in this thing, but, um, you know... We'll take it. Especially the station overall Mm -hmm. in men. Of course, that's not men 25 to 54. Maybe 25, 54 men. The station overall was like, uh, you know, number 10 or something. I don't know. What city or country do you want to visit that you've never been to? See, all with the numbers, man. All with the numbers. It's smoke and mirrors. It's not a real show. It's just smoke and mirrors, baby. I'd like that old fart to come in here and sit down in this chair and talk for four hours off the top of his ass every single day, five days a week. Oh, yeah. I, he couldn't talk for five minutes off his ass. Miserable old coot. I hope that a bunch of vermin in, invade your uh, ass. Rome 204, a wonderful place, man. There's so much to see, so much great food to eat, so many beautiful people to do, I mean, to uh, hang out with. Amsterdam 163. Well, I, better hurry up, like I told you. Get on that KLM today, this weekend for sure, and get over there and uh, do the uh, Dutch, or do the tourists is a better idea. There won't be nobody there now. Well, maybe there might be. March 7th, plus it's spring break. Now, is it spring break there? Uh, the first week of April. Because today is the first day of what they call here March break, which is the I same see. thing. And they say the airport is going to be jam-packed. It's going to be, oh, Jesus. How do I do that? And tomorrow night, we turn the clocks uh, ahead an hour. Don't forget, when you go to bed tomorrow night at 2 in the morning, stay up till 2 in the morning. You know, there are people really stupid enough yeah, that they, I, they go I to bed know. like at 10 or 11, and they set the alarm, and then at 2 o'clock they wake up and they set the uh, clock ahead, like somebody's checking. Right. The well, clock police. You, you know, know what happens if you don't? The turn near your clock ahead police. You'll be an hour off for the whole rest of the year if you don't do that. 
New Zealand 134, China 84, Havana 74, Paris, Gay Paris 56, Vancouver 55, Berlin 53, Ach du Liver, mm. London 44, Spain, Espana 41, Sweden 40, Brazil 37, Israel 28, Oy. San Francisco 28, Toronto 24, Boston 22, Chicago 20, Copenhagen 18. No, don't waste your time, not anymore. Unless you want to go see that little that little amusement park. What is it called in Copenhagen? Uh, Disney World Gardens. Like all these, it's like a miniature Disney World. Like the little Puchins invaded there. Like every, everything and everybody's like two inches tall. Copenhagen 18, Peru 17, New York 17. Everybody's been to New York. Jamaica 10, Bahamas 9, Colombia 9. Mexico got up to 9 after a very bad start. And L.A. 8. Speaking of Mexico, by the way, my friend who's on Mexican time says, I'll see you in the lobby at 1230. Is that okay? He's on Mexico time. It was supposed to be noon, but 12.30, which would be an improvement for him. Any bets? You want to take up odds on that? No, that's all right. I, I think uh, maybe I'll leave without anybody else, you know? Hey. If it gets to be 12.30, if that little big hand hits the bottom of the hour, it gets to be 12.30. I'm just hopping in the cab and taking off. The train leaves when the train leaves. That's right. Well, keep in mind, these are people who missed the train twice in Montreal a few months ago. Yeah. On the same day. You know, time is a flexible thing. Sometimes uh, 12 o'clock, 12.30, that happens at different times. That's a tweak set. Yeah, that's what he said before they suspended his ass and put him on overnight. Are you aware of this, Chris? Huh? He knows. You're, you're not aware of the uh, tweak suspension? Yeah, I know about it. And well, what's your take on it? What's the story? He showed up one day at 5 to 2? Yep, that's what I was told. And evidently, uh, Clarence got PO'd about it, and probably Jerks wasn't too happy about it either. That, that kid's just a disaster. What what all the jerks bring him with him for? I don't understand. I could understand bringing somebody like George with me because George at least, you know, shows up. Right. Does the show once in a while, talks about all sorts of perverse crap, you know, right. illegal stuff. I can tell time. But, but twerks, I mean, can't even uh, tell what time it is. A moron. And you wonder why I can't get the <laughs> show started on time? If you can't show up on time, I was going to start the show on time. But I think we need to have an inquisition about that because you know whose fault it is. <laughs> Right. These guys between hours, 10 and 2, it's our fault. Hours. That's right. We're always Everything throwing curveballs at 2 o'clock, man. GOP presidential candidate Ron Paul. Are you afraid of Ron Paul, Neil? Yeah. Is hinting to supporters that he's finally ending his long-shot campaign for the presidency. He's a little slow on the upchuck. The Texas Republican congressman addressed supporters in a seven-and-a-half-minute video on his campaign website last night. Didn't specifically say he was quitting the race, though, but the thought is like, uh, you know, somewhere in the recesses of his mind. He said that although victory in the conventional political sense is not available in the presidential race, many victories have been achieved due to the hard work and enthusiasm of his supporters. I can't name any now, but he said that he hoped one day he and his supporters could look back and say his campaign was a significant first step that signaled a change in direction for the country. Paul said their job now was to plan for the next phase of their effort. The video didn't explicitly say that Paul was dropping out of the race, although it's mathematically impossible for the long shot candidate to overtake. Oh, he ain't going to overtake anybody. Why do they even bother saying this? He's got, you know, a handful of delegates. Six over here, seven over there. In the video, Paul didn't use the words drop out. Opting instead to say the campaign is winding down and encourages supporters to still cast votes for him, but he referred to his campaign in the past tense. Paul encourages supporters to continue the revolution, but stresses it can't simply be about him. He also plugged his new book, The Revolution a Manifesto. Talk about a quiet revolution. So what do you think about those numbers, huh? Not too I great. think we'll, uh, we'll have to accept that. I think the 2550 Vormen are going to be okay. Well, I think you got to what? We'll have to accept it, right? 
And it's just a trend. I understand, but January is there. It's locked in. So right. it's one of the three mm-hmm. months of the uh, uh, winter book. So I think your observation is right People come through and uh, wire a lot. Of, I mean, uh, listen a lot. I'm wired. That's right. We want. That's what they say. Over that's at Channel 7. Says. I'm wired. Oh, again, the same thing. Yeah. I'm wired. Beat me to I'm it. I'm wired. You're I'm wired. Weak, old man. Brian Andrews. Hey, Brian. You fairy. Senator Barack Obama raised Barack Obama. Barack Obama raised $55 million in February, his campaign reported yesterday, setting a record for political fundraising in one month. $55 million, baby, I'll take it. The amount far outpaces the $35 million his rival, Senator Swillery Clinton, raised over the same period. The Illinois Democrat set the previous record, raising $36 million in January, and he beat it, he just dis- demolished it. $36 million in January, $55 million in February. That's what we need to do in the uh, trends, man. Whatever we got in January, we need to almost double it in February. Then they will fear us. The campaign said 727, almost 728,000 donors contributed to the campaign in February. More than half of them were first-time contributors. The majority of the money, 45 million, was raised online. The campaign said more than 90% of the donations were under 100 bucks, and more than half were under 25. Less than a million dollars of the funds raised in February can only be used if Obama receives his party's nomination. The campaign said all the rest may go toward campaigning in the primary season. The Clinton campaign has been raising $3 million a day since her victories on Tuesday. The two campaigns yesterday show they were ready to use the campaign funds to battle for every delegate as they plan events in states that rarely show up on the Democrats' political radar, like Wyoming, for example. Wyoming is Saturday, and what's the one next to Tuesday? There's another one. What is it? Mississippi. He's going to kick her ass in both of those. And then he's going to. In fact, they're predicting that in those two, he may win back as many delegates as he lost altogether last Tuesday when she had her big wins, you know, in Ohio, Rhode Island, and Texas. Although he's still winning in the caucuses in Texas, and they're still counting the votes. That thing is so screwed up. And all kinds of allegations of impropriety and cheating and this and muscling and, oh, God. National primary, one day, baby, have about a three-month campaign, like January, February, and March, and then like the first Tuesday in April, have a national primary election. Everybody votes on that day, and that's it. Finito. Instead of this, like it's like a financial endurance contest. Who can raise the most money to stay alive the longest, and who can endure all of the uh, slings and arrows the longest and make up the most uh, stories, the most fairy tales, as Bubba would say. Fairy tales. You fairy. In a tight race, every delegate is critical, and the Clinton campaign Thursday dispatched Bubba to campaign for his wife in Wyoming, which holds Democratic caucuses on Saturday. Both Democratic candidates are scheduled to campaign in Wyoming uh, today. The Wyoming party will divvy up 12 delegates based on the caucus results. Clinton was headed Thursday to Mississippi, which holds its primary on March 11 next Tuesday. Mississippi's got 33 delegates at stake, and a big black population in Mississippi. He is going to beat her sideways to hell in Mississippi. Obama planned to spend the day in his hometown of Chicago today, planning his campaign strategy with his staff. The two candidates are separated by less than 100 delegates, CNN estimates, with Obama currently leading 1520 to 1424, 96-delegate lead. And, of course, the closeness of the delegate race has put the controversy over how the Democratic Party handles the Michigan and Florida delegations back in the spotlight. She wants them. She wants Michigan especially. Because she didn't have any opposition there, and she knows damn well that they're not going to—they're not going to sit still for that. They'd be like a revolution if they try to pull out crap. By the way, don't forget, George, I'm leaving at noon. Just oh, geez, why? why? The best of that feeling. I want. I want. Why? The fourth leader. Roger Show. You, 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 you fairy. This is your brain. Any questions? 
Don't miss the latest must-have sensation to hit stores. It's the Tickle Me Bush Doll. <laughs> this chattering little character from the Pennsylvania Avenue Beltway gang will laugh at anything you say. Tell old George W. his surplus is all dried up, and he'll laugh. <laughs> Tell him his military couldn't fight a Boy Scout jamboree on a warm summer day, and he can't help but laugh. <laughs> and you'll laugh, too, as this Tickle Me Bush doll puckers his face to one side and wiggles his ape-like ears uncontrollably. <laughs> Tickle Me Bush is sure to be the biggest thing since the Al Gore grows a beard chia pet. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll kiss $49.99 goodbye with a Tickle Me Bush doll. Every Republican household is sure to have one. If you act now, 10% of every doll sold will support stem cell research, the missile defense shield, and Alaska oil drilling. He's cuddly. He's hysterical. He's got ape-like ears. It's the Tickle Me Bush doll. Now sold in stores wherever guns, ammo, and NRA propaganda are sold. It's 11.02 at 5.60 WQAM. So in other words, the guys across the street sucked wind pretty bad again. They went up a little bit in each state park, but just not enough to make any impact, you know? I know. In this trend. And we had like, uh, I don't know, not, not the best, but not the worst, certainly. Although we, uh, I don't know what to make of it. How do we do so bad in men 18 plus and then so good in uh, 2554? That's all we care about is 2554. Thank God. That's what everybody's bonus is based on. Right. That's what the advertisers buy on, you know. Nobody wants a bunch of old farts like me. Who the hell would want that? Right. Now, let's see. We've got 58 minutes. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that everybody, I, you know, Everybody in the world, same about that. When it comes vacation time, mentally, oh, yeah. uh, a couple <laughs> you, of days ahead, you're starting to, you're not really even here, sure. you know. And then when it gets to be the day, the day that my mm -hmm. bag is packed, and you'll be very proud of me. I got my shirt on, I got my pantaloons on, I put them on during this last break. Yeah, real proud. And I'm going to put on my socks, even my socks, the ones with no elastic on top, you know, my wow. socks and shoes. Droopy socks. Around 11.30, and I'm going to zip down there at noon and sit on my ass in the lobby for half an hour. <laughs> what? Just take your time, man. I'm not going to go running around at my right. age. I'm going to go rushing around. Okay. And, you know, well, what's the point? Exactly. Just because there's going to be 80 million people in the, the airport, and it's one of the busiest days of the year in there with March break, and there's going to be 80 billion people in every line? Well, when you travel in business class, even though you're paying through the nose, that's one of the big advantages if you have to check in, is that there's not those long, I mean, like 700 people online in some of those other lines. You think, what? What are these people thinking of? And they're schlepping 800 bags like they're like they're taking their life possessions with them. Travel light, baby. Travel light. The shadow of the 9-11 September terror attacks is eclipsing press freedom and other constitutional safeguards in the U.S. Associated Press uh, President and CEO Tom Curley said yesterday. Curley, I wonder if he knows. Do, 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 do. What's become clear in the aftermath of 9-11 is how much expediency Trump safeguards, Curley said in remarks prepared for the annual dinner of the Radio and Television News Directors Foundation. Congress steps back from its constitutional role of executive oversight. Civilian oversight of the military wanes. A Justice Department interprets laws in ways that extend police powers. More drastically, prisons are established in places where government and military operatives circumvent due process or control trials, Curley said, in accepting the Foundation's First Amendment Leadership Award. It's at moments like these when a free press matters most, he said. When's that going to happen again? Curley was selected for his role in pushing for more openness in government and for emphasizing reporting on First Amendment issues. That includes efforts by the AP to establish the Sunshine and Government Initiative, a news media coalition that presses for strengthening freedom of information laws and for greater government openness. 
Also receiving First Amendment honors from the Foundation Thursday were CBS News correspondent Bob Schieffer, who doesn't look a day over 400, and NBC Universal Vice President Paula Madison. A special award also recognized former FCC Chairman Richard Wiley. You know what they say about anybody from the FCC? Hubman Dreard. Now, what are you going to do about the poll, guys? Look at all the... Wow, look at that up there in northern Florida, man. Tallahassee. I sure hope Clarence doesn't have to fly through all that weather. He'll never make it. Look at all those yellows and reds and purples and... Wow. You see that? Nope. Well, that's because you're not watching the MCNN. No. That's oh, right. my God. I think you're going to blow Jacksonville right off the map. But that's all way up north. You people in South Florida don't get all depressed just because yesterday was like the end of the world. In some places. Guess who the Rolling Stone... Rolling Stone magazine has never before endorsed a candidate during the primaries. Only, you know, after the nominees were selected. Guess who they endorsed? Hillary. No. <laughs> a New Hope by Jan Wenner in the uh, Rolling Stone. Is that Jan or Jan? J-A-N-N. What, what would you say? Jan. Jan? Jan. Hi, Jan. The tides of history are rising higher and faster these days. Read them, write and ride them, or be crushed. And then along comes Barack Obama with the kind of gifts that appear in politics but once every few generations. There's a sense of dignity, even majesty, about him, and underneath that ease lies a resolute discipline. It's not just that he's eloquent with the ability to speak to both you and to speak for you. It's that he has a quality of thinking and intellectual and emotional honesty that's extraordinary. I first learned of Barack Obama from a man who was at the highest level of George W. Bush's political organization through two presidential campaigns. He described the first-term senator from Illinois as a walking hope machine and told me that he wouldn't work for any Republican candidate in 2008 if Obama was nominated. He challenged me to read Obama's autobiography, Dreams for My Father. The book was a revelation. Here was a man whose honesty about himself and understanding of the human condition are both deep and compassionate. Born to a white mother and an African father, he was raised in multiracial Hawaii and for several years in Indonesia. He drifted through some druggy teenage years, no apologies, before emerging as a star at Harvard Law School. He chose to work as a community organizer in the projects in Chicago rather than join the wealthy insider world of corporate law. And as a young adult, he searched in the distant villages of Kenya for the father and family he never knew. As I read all of this so elegantly written, my mind kept rolling over. Might it be possible? Is there some fate by which we could have this man as president of the USA? Throughout the primaries and during a visit he paid to our offices, we've come to know Barack Obama, his toughness and grace. He would not be intimidated. He declined to back down when Senator Clinton called him frankly naive for his willingness to meet leaders of hostile nations. When one of her top campaign officials tried to smear him for his earlier drug use, he didn't equivocate or backtrack. On the matter of experience and capabilities, he ran an impressive, nearly flawless campaign, one that whooped America's most hard-boiled political infighters. Indeed, Obama was far more prepared to run a presidential campaign from day one than Senator Clinton, and at no point did he go negative with personal attacks or character assassination as much as they might have been justified. They didn't even seem tempting to him. Obama has emerged by displaying precisely the kind of character and judgment we need in a president, renouncing the politics of fear, speaking frankly on the most pressing issues facing the country, and sticking to his principles. He recognized that running for president is an opportunity to inspire an entire nation. All this was made clearer by the contrast with Swillery Clinton, a capable and personable senator who's run the kind of campaign that reminds us of what makes us so discouraged about our politics. Her campaign certainly proved her experience didn't count for much. She was a bad manager and a bad strategist who naturally and easily engaged in the politics of distraction, trivialization, and personal attack. She never convinced us that her vote for the war in Iraq was anything other than a strategic political calculation that placed her presidential ambitions above the horrifying consequences of the war. 
Her calibrated course corrections over the past three years were painful. Like John Kerry, who also voted for the war while planning a presidential run, it helped cost her that goal. Although Obama declined to attack her personally for her vote in the war in Iraq, he did call it, devastatingly enough, a clear demonstration of her so-called experience and judgment. He's also spoken, spoken forcefully about the need to break the grip of lobbyists at a time when Clinton is the largest recipient of drug company donations of anybody in Congress. Clinton couldn't address this issue at all, and neither will John McCain, who's equally a player in Washington's lobbyist culture. Obama also denounced the Republican campaign of fear early in the campaign. John Edwards took the lead, calling the war on terror a campaign slogan, not a policy. Obama rejected the subtle imagery of false patriotism by not wearing a flag pin in his lapel, and he dismissed the broader notion that the Democratic Party had to find a way to buy into this entire load of fear-mongering war on terror bullshit to out-Republican the Republicans, and thus become, in the description of Hillary Clinton's macho posturing on foreign policy, little more than Bush-Cheney light. The similarities between John Kennedy and Barack Obama come to mind easily. The youth, the magnetism, the natural grace, the eloquence, the wit, the intelligence, the, new hope, the hope of a new generation. But it might be more to the point to view Obama as Lincoln-esque in his own origins, his sobriety in what history now demands. We have a deeply divided country, driven apart by economic policies that have deliberately created the largest income disparities in our history, with stunning tax breaks for the wealthiest and subsidies for giant industries. The income of the average citizen is stagnant, and his quality of life continues to slowly erode from inflation. We're embittered and hobbled by the unnecessary and failed war in Iraq. We've been worn down by long years of fear and hate-filled political strategies, assaults on constitutional freedoms and levels of greed and cynicism that, once seen for what they are, no people of moral values or ethics can tolerate. A new president must heal these divides, must at long last face the hypocrisy and inequity of unprecedented government handouts to oil giants, hedge fund barons, agriculture combines, and drug companies. At the same time, the new president must transform our lethal energy economy, replacing oil and coal and the ethanol fraud with green alternatives and strict rainforest preservation and tough international standards before the planet becomes inhospitable for most human life. Although Obama's been slow to address global warming, I feel confident that his intelligence and morality will lead him clearly on this issue. We need to recover the spiritual and moral direction that should describe our country and ourselves. We see this in Obama, and we see the promise he represents to bring factions together to achieve, again, the unity that drives great change and faces difficult and inconvenient truths and peril. We need to send a message to ourselves in the world that we truly do stand for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and in electing an African-American, we also profoundly renounce an ugliness and violence in our national character that have been further stoked by our president in these last eight years. Like Abraham Lincoln, Barack Obama challenges America to rise up to do what so many of us long to do, to summon the better angels of our nature. That's the uh, commentary in Rolling Stone by Jan Wenner, oh, New Hope, they endorsed... Barack Obama. How do you like that? And of course, Crazy. you know who reads Rolling Stone? People under the age of 100. Don't know any of them, do you? No. Well, a few. Not enough. But I'm, I'm uh, working I agree, on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm counting you on this one. That would be bad. Sports leader. Hey, you bastard. Purpose's campaign is to build for the future, uh, not just to focus on 2008. It's to build alternative parties, build new democracy, uh, involve more people. Here comes another presidential promise maker. Says that he's known as a mover and a shaker. We knew he could have taken to the race sooner or later. Hey, Ralph Nader. As I get things done, I've got a 40-year record here in Washington. Big money and the closing down of Washington against citizen groups prevent us from trying to improve our country. I want everybody to have the right and opportunity to improve their country. You lose your government, you got to go into electoral arena. Spent many years as consumer advocator. Now he's running in the race, independent crusader. Will he get the vote? Will there be any takers? Hey, Ralph and Nader. Oi! 
1117 at 560. Look at that big swath of crap just cutting right across the uh, northern part of the state. You see that from the panhandle no. over across, uh, huh? What channel is the weather channel on this thing here? Why do you want the weather channel? Let's go to CNN, man. They got the, oh, right. the map. There's severe weather. They got the map. Damn it. Set. You see it? Stay north. You see the greens and I the reds and the yellows. Stay north. And, well, it's going. It's going to the northeast, man. It's Don't going to Georgia. It's going to Georgia. And then Good. it's going to North Carolina and knock your house down. Good. No, it's not. It's going through Georgia. Look like Savannah. It's going to knock all them golf courses right all to hell in a handbasket. Won't that be bad? I mean, oh, what's yeah. the world without golf courses, right? Right. I wouldn't be surprised if they ever found Atlantis. There'd be a big golf course. I imagine. Wouldn't you think? Sure, all those ancients. Didn't the Scots invent golf? Those Scottish, those silly people that were the kilts? They all you people that play golf out there, just keep in mind the Scottish invented golf. The same people who eat haggis. Ooh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. The General Assembly. Oh, this is in, I see, this is in Frankfurt, Germany. I see. The General Assembly violated the state constitution when it appropriated $10 million to the University of Cumberland's for a pharmacy building. Oh, no, this is in uh, Frankfort, Kentucky. I, I knew it. See, I got confused there for a second because I knew this was a U.S. story. And then it said Frankfort, but it's spelled F-O-R-T. Frankfort, Germany is with a U, ain't it? Yes. Don't ever go there, by the way. It's a okay. horrible place. Of all the places in Germany that I've been to, let's see. Hamburg was okay. Beautiful, by the way. Lots of parks and greenery and lakes and... Hamburg was beautiful. Berlin is phenomenal, and Cologne is spectacular. But Frankfurt was like, uh, not even like Germany, it was like uh, northern Algeria. Very strange people, strange and kind of a schmutzy place, you know. But anyway, this is Frankfurt, Kentucky. That's why I got a little bit confused. And you would too, wouldn't you? Okay. What do you know? Nothing. You just don't get around enough because you, they're not paying you the kind of money that they ought to be paying. That's the problem. And, of course, with all these cutbacks coming out. Yeah. The General Assembly of uh, Kentucky violated the state constitution when it appropriated $10 million to the University of the Cumberlands for a pharmacy building and $2 million for a pharmacy scholarship program in 2006, a judge be ruling yesterday. In an 11-page order that can be appealed, retired Franklin Circuit Judge Roger Crittenden ruled a summary judgment that there is no question that the appropriation of $10 million of tax dollars to the university to construct a pharmacy building is a direct payment to a non-public religious school for educational purpose. This type of direct expenditure is not permitted by the Constitution of Kentucky, he'd be writing. Concerning money for the pharmacy scholarship program, Crittenden said the legislature violated a section of the Constitution when he used the budget bill to enact a permanent program. These Farbissin and Goyim, man, all these Farbissin and religionists, they're the ones that are messing up the whole world. Forget about the money uh, grabbers. That, that goes without saying. That's nothing new. And neither is the other one either, I guess. All the religious, all the getchkeys, man, they're the ones that are screwing it all up because they want to keep imposing and keep coming in the back door, you know, sneaking all their crap, all their bubble mices, and forcing you to, like, subsidize it and, uh, and buy into it. The legislature's appropriation occurred a few weeks ago before the University of Cumberland's kicked out Jason Johnson, a junior from Lexington, because he stated on a website that he is gay. Gay. How do you like that? This court does not need to decide this issue to reach a decision in the case, but this is exactly the entanglement between government interest and religious institutions that the Kentucky Constitution prohibits, Crindon said. They kicked him out because he's gay. Near the end of the 2006 General Assembly, Senate President David Williams earmarked the money to the university from coal severance tax receipts. Republican from Burksville, David Williams. He said the appropriation was justified because his part of the state needs a pharmacy school to address a shortage of pharmacists. 
The plaintiffs in the lawsuit include Reverend Albert M. Pennybacker of Lexington, representing the Interfaith Alliance, the Jefferson County Teachers Association, and the Kentucky Fairness Alliance, representing lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered people. The plaintiffs filed suit in April 2006, arguing that the state appropriation was illegal under Kentucky's Constitution. Later, 13 Republican state legislators joined the university as defendants in the case. The order listed Governor Steve Bashir in his official capacity as governor as a defendant, replacing former Governor Ernie Fletcher. A news release from the university called the decision disappointing and said it would take several days to consider an appeal in the future of the pharmacy school. Do you understand this story? I mean, what, is this, what does this have to do with the fact that uh, they kicked the kid out because he was gay? I don't know. Do you understand it? It's nope. convoluted, baby. It's complicated and convoluted, and it's in Frankfurt. And there ain't nothing like a good Frankfurter. Nathan's. Mm. Am I right? Yeah. Nathan's. Go for one right now. With onions, man. And that's another thing. You talk about macaroni and cheese being cooked like not too, uh, it's got to be a little crisp, like lasagna. Now, that potato thing you got yesterday from Ocean 234, was that like a little crisp on the outside, baked? It was baked. It was a baked dish, yes. Oh, so like a casserole. Mm-hmm. Mm. But like and the same thing with Oscar Mayer. Like not Oscar Mayer. They're horrible. Mm. They're for Goyam. Uh, with Nathan's, they got to be, they have to be cooked enough so they're like splitting open a little bit. Not Not completely burst open, you know. So that the guts are falling out. You don't want to see the guts from your wiener falling out. The guts from, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Probably most people don't give much thought to how to cook their wiener. Maybe you could do a whole show on that while I'm on vacation. Starting to do. going on vacation in 12, 38 minutes. Mm-hmm. I got my socks and my shoes sitting here on the floor ready to, uh, ready to adorn my uh, feet. All right. Soon. Soon. <laughs> Oh, brother. Well, you realize now, this year, for whatever reason, I don't know. I have no idea why. Because ordinarily, I would take a vacation in February. Did I take one? No. When's the last time I took a vacation? That Christmas thing, remember? Right, right. We swapped out. You did Christmas week, and I did the one earlier in December, and everybody was happy. I mean, what the hell do I need to be taking off Goyesha holidays? I don't mind taking off, like, on President's Day, stuff like that, or on Martin Luther King Day, or on Flag Fag Day. You know, since we got holidays to appease everybody else, don't you think we ought to have a national Yay. holiday? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, yes, it was on biography last night, speaking of. Gay. I can't even think of his name. That real screamer of an actor that they thought was so good looking. What the hell was his name? I don't know. Yeah, you do. Montgomery Clift. Okay. Ooh. Ugh. Yeah. Who a, thought he was good looking? Screamer. Who thought he was good looking? And if you would have heard the tapes, the recordings of conversations he had with his brother, Ugh. I don't know why his brother was taping his conversations. He had a light bulb head bigger than Leo and uh, and who was the other one? David Niven combined. Boy, the most bulbous forehead light bulb head I've ever seen in my yeah. life. And a screamer. All right, well, I'll take your word I mean, for that. Mark Hudson, nobody knew, you know, except the people, the in, insiders, you know, but uh, the general public, nobody knew. But Montgomery Cliff, you could be deaf, dumb, blind, and have a one finger, and still know that you, you could you could just know, you could sense it. A flamer. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but he was he was like a Truman Capote queen. You know what I mean by that? Oh yeah, really oh, neurotic and really like, oh jeez, when am I gonna like do? Queen. This film sucks. I'm dying over here. I'm dying over here. And he did big boozer man, William Holden. Yeah, William William John Holden the Wayne. Bottle. Mm-hmm. Mon- Monkey Cliff, Big Boozers. Also on the biography thing, they showed they they mentioned that 
James Dean kept calling him, allegedly because he was, uh, you know, so enhanced with his acting. I don't know what kind of acting that was. He was very, he was very like bland and boring, like Truman Capote, uh, like like a couple of steps better than Truman Capote. Nobody could be that, you know, that much of a screamer, except maybe uh, no! that one. Now, who was the one that hired him? Was that uh, Steve Nichol found him, or was that Boy no, Harry? Yeah, no, it was Steve Nichol. Steve Nichol. Well, he sure hired a a succession of real winners, didn't he? Mm-hmm. We had the Sheik. Oh yeah. The Sheik of Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Neil, you can do better than that. Ernie, are you can do better than that. Come on, Neil, you can do better than that. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. I'm, this business has just gone to hell in a handbasket. And I would pull up to the station in the morning, especially in the wintertime, you know, when it was dark late. And there would mm-hmm. be, the lights would be off in Steve Nichol. There would be like a flicker of a light, like a candlelight. In Steve Nichols' orifice, you could see it from the parking lot at IOD. Yeah, and you could see the silhouette of him sitting there at that desk. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? I, I know. You know exactly what I'm talking uh-huh. about. I told you that. He was story. a strange dude, man. And the interesting part of it is he was a big improvement over Boyd Gary. Wow. <laughs> oh. I wonder what the Humper <laughs> would think about that. <laughs> the Humper's gone, that and so are some of our numbers, by the way. Well, what's the numbers out from two to four? What do you think? If you help us from ten to three. Fatwa Friday, you bastards. Hi, I'm Daryl Hall. You know, even though my hair looks really good and I got a great bod and all the women really love me, I got a problem. High cholesterol. So that's why I ate this new Hollow brand cereal. Every tasty little flake is shaped just like my partner John, except they're bigger and they don't hold back my career. Anyway, before you've lost that living feeling, rock and roll with a healthy bowl of Hollow brand. Hey, it's the only thing I like better than me. Oh, try a bowl. Add some milk. Oat Brain Cereal, the makers of Guns and Raisins. Oh, have a ball. Be a bread eater. We're at Florida Tornado Warning, baby, up north there, up by Jacksonville and up in at Yenemsville uh, there, up in the northern uh, part of the state. We're watching for some of the tornado warnings that we saw earlier in, the, in around the Gainesville area. That has expired, but we still have them for parts of uh, Bradford County, Clay Duval, and as you can see, just to the south of Jacksonville. This is all part of a larger scale picture that we're watching at least till noon because these thunderstorms are just riding into them from the Gulf of Mexico. Look at that. Gainesville is right in the middle of all that. All the yellows and the reds and the thunder and the thunder and lightning. And oh, my God, you see that? And see the it. Claris is on the way to Tallahassee for the UMFSU basketball game tomorrow afternoon. Wow. At FSU, no less. Yeah, what do we get on the weekend? Like a minus what? At night on the weekend, I think we had a 0.8 or something like that. Boy, we really... When you start seeing numbers that begin with... Oh! That's what's going to happen with these new sports stations. Oh! And, of course, Barry is saying, Oh, well, uh, people said there wasn't room for two sports stations. Look how great they're both doing. They're not doing so great uh, across the street. I think that Joel Feinberg knew when it was time to fly the coop, you know? I think he knew when it was time to bail out. When did Doug bail out? Quit, quit peeing away so much of Daddy's money. You know what I mean? What do you mean? And what are you going to do about the pool? 
You guys, I, I know you don't care, but you're so indifferent that it's almost terrifying to me. Well, let's have the conversation again. I like to change the poll right before the show so I can see it develop and people can add things to it and they have yeah. a fighting chance. Well, of, what does uh, that mean? So in other words, you're going to leave this one up there all weekend because the one that's on there now yeah. is the one that stays for the... Yeah. I don't care. Okay. I mean, it may sound like I care, but then again, in 28 okay. minutes, I'm leaving at noon on vacation. I have some poll ideas and I'm saving them uh, for next week. In fact, when it gets to be 11.56... Matter of fact, some nice people. that last break, the last four-minute break there before noon, because once it's noon, it's all you. You do understand that. I do understand that. So that means 24 minutes. Yeah. Not that I'm counting, you understand. Going to talk about Langerado. A new national intelligence estimate on Iraq is scheduled to be completed this month, according to U.S. intelligence officials, but leaders of the intelligence community have not. And, of course, Chris ain't feeling well enough to come up with a new poll. Nope. He's, uh, you should have stayed home today. I uh, would have if I could have gotten someone up. No. Everybody's oh, gone. In other words, what? There's nobody here today. Everybody's gone? It's some holiday they didn't tell us about. It's trend day. I didn't know that was a company holiday. No, there's something going on today. There's some kind of a holiday. Right. I don't know what the hell the deal is. The uh, website is way down and way down yonder in New Orleans. I don't know. Maybe it's Freddie Cannon's birthday. I don't know. That should be a birthday. Boom, boom, Freddie Cannon. Uh, leaders of the intelligence community have not decided whether to make its key judgments public. A step that caused an uproar when key judgments in an NIE about Iran were released in November. The classified estimate on Iraq is intended as an update of last summer's assessment, which predicted modest security improvements, but an increasingly precarious political situation there. Isn't that where Wolf Blitzkrieg hangs out in the situation room? Yes. Well, we're in the situation room, and, I, oh, God, he's such a jackass. It's meant to be delivered to Congress before testimony in early April by Army General Petraeus, top U.S. commander in Iraq, and U.S. Ambassador Ryan C. Crocker. It'll be a crock. According to a letter sent last week by Director of National Intelligence Mike McConnell, sent to Senator John Warner of Virginia, since the Iraq invasion in 2003, the intelligence community has been more cautious than the military and the White House in assessing political, economic, and security gains in Iraq. And the war's progress has been a prominent issue in the presidential campaign. Yeah, let's invade another country, and then we'll talk about the gains that we're making toward bringing democracy <laughs> and how many of our stooges we can put in place there and how many dead people, how many body parts can be floating around. God. How stupid can the public be? In other words, if somebody else does it, they're evildoers. They have no right to do that. It's just like the nukes, you know. We can have all the nukes we want. We can make develop all kinds of new ones, which we're always doing. But we're going to sit down. We're going to decide. It's okay for Israel to have them, but if Iran or North Korea wants them, that's bad. Because they're evildoers. They're the asses of evil. I hate to say it because it sounds very un-American, but sometimes I have a feeling that we may be the asses of evil. You know what I'm saying? Black them. Right at there? the moment, I think there's no doubt. Paul Krugman in the New York Times writes the anxiety election. That's what he calls it. He says Democrats won the 2006 election largely thanks to public disgust with the Iraq war. But polls in Hillary Clinton's big victory in Ohio suggest that if the Democrats want to win this year, they have to focus on economic anxiety. Some people reject that idea. They believe this election should be another referendum on the war. And perhaps even more important, they say, about the way America was misled into that war. That belief is one reason many progressives fervently support Barack Obama, an early war opponent, even though his domestic platform is somewhat to the right of Mrs. Clinton's. As an early war opponent myself, I understand their feelings, but should and ought don't win elections, and polls show that the economy has overtaken Iraq as the public's biggest concern. True, the news from Iraq will probably turn worse again. Meanwhile, a hefty majority of voters continue to say that the war was a mistake, and people are angry as ever about the $10 billion a month wasted on the neocons' folly. Yet for the time being, public optimism about Iraq is rising. 53% of the public believes the U.S. will definitely or probably succeed in achieving its goals, so anger about the war is likely to be decisive in the election. The state of the economy, on the other hand, could well give Democrats a huge advantage, especially to be blunt about it with white working-class voters who supported President Bush in 2004. 
Even at its best, the Bush economy left most voters unimpressed. Only once in January 2007 did the slight majority of those questioned by USA Today Gallup poll describe the economy as excellent or good rather than only fair or poor. A year later, only 19% of voters had a good word for the economy. This collapse in economic confidence has occurred even though the full economic effects of the implosion of the housing market and the freezing of the credit markets have yet to be felt. As more things fall apart, perceptions will only get worse. All of this should work to the Democrats' advantage. They can contra- contrast the Clinton boom with the Bush bust. They can make the case that the Republican economic ideology, with its fixation on privatization and deregulation, helped get us into this mess. And John McCain can be ridiculed as a man who's declared on a number of occasions he doesn't know much about the economics, only to insist, straight talker that he is, that he never said any such thing. But first, of course, the Democrats have to settle on a nominee. And the shift in electoral focus from Iraq to economic anxiety clearly plays to Mrs. Clinton's strengths. According to exit polls, Mr. Obama nearly edged out swillery among Ohio voters who consider Iraq the most important issue, but these voters cast only 19% of the ballots in the Democratic primary. Meanwhile, Swillery led by 12 points among the much larger group of voters citing the economy as the most important issue, and by 16 points among those who cited health care. Swillery's winning margin was twice as large among those who were worried about their own financial situation as those who weren't. Their situation. Why has Mr. Obama stumbled when it comes to economic issues? Well, on health care, which is closely tied to overall concerns about financial security, there's a clear substantive difference between the candidates, with the Clinton plan being significantly stronger. More broadly, I suspect the Obama mystique, his carefully crafted image as a transformational, even transcendent figure, has created a backlash among those unconvinced that he's interested in the nuts-and-bolts work of fixing things. Ohio voters are more likely to say that Mr. Obama inspires them, but more likely to say that Swillery has a clear plan for the country's problems. And Mr. Obama's attempts to win over workers by portraying himself as a fierce critic of NAFTA looked and was deeply insincere, an appearance especially costly for a candidate who tries to seem above politics as usual. Thanks to Tuesday's results, the nomination fight will go on to Pennsylvania in April and probably beyond, and rightly so. It's now clear that Swillery, like Obama, has strong grassroots support that can't simply be brushed aside without alienating voters that the party will need badly in November. So the Democratic National Committee had better get moving on things, plans to do Michigan and Florida over to give the eventual nominee the legitimacy he or she needs. And as the Democrats ponder their choices, they may want to consider which candidate can most convincingly ask, are you better off now than you were eight years ago? Are you better off now than you were eight years ago, George? Uh, in what no. way? Are you? Financially? Yeah, anyway, your life. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, well, he's out there screwing around. He's still smoking the good stuff. He's mm-hmm. got a few Jamaican friends. Why do you say that? Up there at the barbershop. I have the a Jamaican friend. He's the squarest human being you've ever met in really? your life. Is that the guy from Texas? Yeah. And? And that's George it. says some of my best friends are Jamaican. No. Nope. A, a, a best friend is Jamaican. He's the only one I know. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't do much of anything. Boring. Yeah, really boring. Does he screw around? No. Oh. Possibly one of the most boring human beings on the what planet. What kind of a life is that? I don't know. Can't relate Jesus to it. Jesus Christ, if you can't do drugs and get laid and uh, gamble your guts Listen, out and uh, do all sorts of I don't even know why he's alive. I don't even know why he What's lives. The, that, you know I something? Know, right. That's what my mother used to ask all the time. What's it all about? Right. What's it all about? It's about Alfie. fun. I wonder if Alfie is dead. I think he Who? is. Remember Alfie from KAT? You would no. remember. No. Way back. Mickey no. Dane's friend. He used to have a show on KAT. He was kind of an old guy. <laughs> oh, my God. When I stop and think of all the dead people, you know, that's bad. And I worked with Art Smith, the engineer at KAT, long since dead. Joe Freed, the news director, long since dead, I'm sure. See, I'm saying these things, and I'm not positive about that. That would be bad. Is it bad when you, like yeah. Catherine Harrison, that plane, you know? 
And Miss Fudge goes on, well, sure, he ought to be fired for putting out something like that. You ought to be fired for putting Prince Harry's life in jeopardy, okay? Just because he turned your faggoty ass down, Matt. You idiot. You the best talent. You, you simple to your phone. You sell out. The sports leader. Friday, you bastard. The old man doesn't have a chance. He's John McKay, and he just can't stop singing for you. The girl that I'm banging looks just like Cindy. Lobbyist babe with long blonde hair. War. No bid crony contracts spoils for the few of us to attain power and riches beyond our imagination and a delicious Baghdad embassy to rival the billionaire's playground of Dubai. Uh, that's what it's good for. <laughs> I'm John McCain, and I approve of sitting here in my simulated rice paddy cell that I had constructed in my basement for old time's sake. <laughs> Beware of eloquence, my friends. Uh, don't let them sweet talk you into peace. Uh, there's not much happening here. So let's wage war for a hundred years. <laughs> All right. Bum, 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 brand. 16 till noon at 560 WQ. I'm leaving at noon, by the way, if anybody wants to know. Because I'm going on vacation. George will be here. George is going to talk about sex and drugs and perversion. That's right. Now, listen, I just extrapolated. See, I think Clarence's numbers that he faxed me the other day must be wrong. Those are monthlies? Those, uh, those monthly men 18 plus, they must be way wrong. Because I just extrapolated the number for the morning show. Mm-hmm. And it comes up in January with a 1.2 share. Ooh. So we had mm-hmm. a 2.6, but they had a 1.2. If Clarence's numbers were right, which you got to know, they got, can't be. Can't be. Wouldn't be the first time, Clarence. Hey, Clarence, sure hope he doesn't get caught in that weather, man. Sure hope he doesn't get caught up in that mess and all those tornadoes and the big blow there up in the middle part of the state. Wow, that looks really nasty. So let's see, what am I doing leaving in ten and a half minutes? Not that I'm counting, you understand. That would be really mailing it in and it would be a cop-out. That would be very bad. The audience would be really, especially that old guy. You're mailing it in, Rogers. You're mailing it in, you son of a bitch. You miserable old bastard, you faggot. Yeah, too bad. Okay, here's the polls we got it right now. And George and Chris may pull a fast one on you and change this while I'm, you know, as soon as I run out the door. Right. Or not. Or not. I doubt it. Just leave it there. You know, I, w- I would add Sicily to this list. Okay, let's do that. I forgot to do that yesterday. Brandon wanted to put Corleone, Italy on there. I'm not going to put Corleone. I mean, how many people are going to vote for Corleone? But Sicily, I'd like to go to Sicily. I mean, I've been in Milan a couple of times, which I'm never going to go back there. That's a boring, and uh, the food sucks. I've been to Bologna, uh, Florence several times, of course, Rome a million times, and that's it. I've never been to Sicily, Sicilia. Wouldn't you like to go there and, like, uh, walk through the hills of uh, yeah. Corleone? Absolutely. Absolutely. What city or country do you, you want to visit that you've never been to? Rome, 210. You walk by the Colosseum and you keep thinking about, oh, my God, that's where they fed those Christians to the lions. There's not enough of them. That's what I think. That's why now here we are all these 2,000 years later and it's a Goya Chevelle. That's the problem, baby. Just ask the Pope. He'll tell you. Amsterdam, 171. New Zealand, 144. Well, what's... What is the big attraction with New Zealand? Uh, it's remote. It's nice. It's clean. There's Maoris. Did we, ever put our, we never put Australia Surfing. on here. Nope. Why don't we put Australia? Okay, let's do it. 
Because no. I hear there's uh, no New Zealand. Point. What? It's no New Zealand. How do you know that? Well, I haven't been to either one, but... So I've then seen, what are you talking I've about? I've seen pictures. I think you're talking through your ass. See, New Zealand has Maoris and Australia has Aborigines. China, 88. Havana, 75. Incredible. Paris, 57. Vancouver, 56. Berlin, 56. The Vancouver thing, I think, is a weed thing. I could be wrong. It's beautiful, I'm told. London, 47. Spain, 42. Sweden, 42. Speaking of beautiful. Wow. Brazil, 37. Israel has got... About 30, man. San Francisco. About 30, man. Tie between Israel and San Francisco. I guess you'd probably say in Israel there's probably a few more Jews, and in San Francisco a few more. Yay. Uh, Toronto, 24. Boston, 22. Copenhagen, 21. There's a 7-Eleven on every street corner now in Copenhagen. I just I warn you on that. And the people are still as lovely as ever. Man, they are so pretty. And the, the, the Danish... There aren't that many of them, but boy, they sure are pretty people, the Danish. In fact, what's wrong with having a Danish for breakfast? Nothing. Chicago, 20. Peru, 18. New York, 17. Jamaica, 11. I wonder, is that Jamaica Plain? Or is that Jamaica as in Jamaica Mon? Bahamas, 10. Colombia, 10. Mexico, 10. And Los Angeles, 9. L.A. continues sucking wind in last place out of 1,257 boats. L.A. Who don't wants to go there? Who wants to see that place? That once very exciting place. Although I will say this, it's still, it's the only place I've ever lived or even visited where the smell of fear was in the air. You know what I mean? Really? It's palpable. Oh, yeah. Death, totally death, death. Death. You could smell it in the air. You tell you, I took my little rental car and I drove to some little strip shopping center. And while I was walking back to the car, here was a guy trying to steal it. I mean, I was only in the store for like five minutes, whenever I was right. getting, you know. And that'll that'll teach you. Yeah. And he's got one of those fake, you know, keys, one of those, mm -hmm. um, you know, fits all sizes keys, I guess. Sure. And he's like starting to diddle, and then he sees me coming, and he just hauled ass. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to stop and ask no questions, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. hey, what are you doing there, huh? Hey, come back here. Let's stop. It was my car. It was some stupid rented car. I'm sure they're covered, right? Right. What would you do? You'd chase the guy down and try to beat no. the crap out of him? Of course not. Why not? Because uh, I need a cop or, or a vigilante. Life because you're smart enough that you want to I mean, stay if, alive. If he was actually running off with something that I valued, then uh, maybe I'd yeah, think but about like somebody it. else's rent a car. Who sure, cares about exactly. that? And it was a crappy little car anyway. You know, this is back in the day. Who the hell had any money back then? I sure didn't. <sighs> Gail Collins. I was going to read this yesterday, and I didn't do it. Do I have time to do it today? Sure, I got six minutes less, uh, seven seconds. Gail Collins, Hillary's Edge in the New York Times. She said, it's all up to Pennsylvania. Yes, folks, over the next seven weeks, the amount of time it takes a normal country to conduct an international election will still be, will be obsessing about the critical upcoming Pennsylvania primary. Harrisburg, Altoona, the Poconos. Did you know that in the Poconos, some hotels have bathtubs shaped like hearts or champagne glasses? We actually plan on bringing that up a lot. Of all the things that went right for Hillary Clinton on Tuesday, the Ohio primary win was most impressive. Although Ohioans politely tiptoed out of Hillary's more boring roundtable discussions, they came to believe she could be president who would fix things, no matter how complicated or frustrating. The mere fact that she had the staying power to keep her eyes open, they felt, was a good sign. In response, the Obama campaign has reportedly decided to do far fewer exciting rallies and lots more mind-dumbing roundtable discussions in Pennsylvania. Well, I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say we're all really looking forward to that. Ohio was great. I don't know anybody who couldn't love a primary where the big scandal involves gossip about, about NAFTA among Canadian diplomats. 
And where in a critical strategic move, Bill Clinton seemed to have been permanently reassigned to a lecture circuit in Chillicothe. The Texas primary results were much closer. The white male vote, which keeps on shifting, was split. I'm beginning to suspect that the white males have realized they're either going to be accused of racism or sexism, and therefore have made a secret pact to take turns. Once the primary voting ended, there were some caucuses to choose a third of the Texas delegates. Given the way counting is going, we should have the results sometime in 2009. But the Clinton campaign instantly issued complaints about rule-breaking. Numerous calls have shown that Obama supporters prematurely removed convention packets from polling places, etc. That was truly unfair. People who never knew these caucuses existed before this week did the best they could under ridiculous circumstances, including an innovative rule that no one in char- is in charge when the event begins. The secretary is the first precinct captain who manages to take a leadership role. It's a little ambiguous, to be totally honest, said Alexander Ball, a graduate student and an Obama captain at Matthews Elementary School in Austin. Inside, hundreds and hundreds of voters were trying to squeeze into the caucus, which was held in a child-sized cafeteria. There was a great deal of time to contemplate a poster listing cafeteria expectations, which were so wise I feel compelled to share a couple with you. Eat your own food. Keep your hands, feet, and objects to yourself. The Matthews Elementary voters got a temporary leader, May Schmidt, who actually seemed to understand the rules. This is the only thing that spared them from the fate of the voters at the library outside of Houston, where it took two and a half hours for the would-be leaders to figure out how to open the door and let people inside. Schmidt had made way more copies of the critical form than she had been allotted, avoiding the fate of many, many caucuses that ran out. And she dispatched her daughter to negotiate with the janitorial staff. They're opening up the gym. They don't like it, but they're opening, she said. Now, if you're Obama, hold up your hands. The vast majority of the room started waving and making a hoot of victory that sounded very much like the one the Spartans used in 300. The Hillary people, looking a little deflated, trudged off to the gym where they stood in line to register. Meanwhile, they got a big special chair for an 87-year-old woman who had made her way to the school to caucus for Clinton, carrying her cane and a big flashlight. I'm just about blind, so they have to help me. They've been real good about it, she said cheerfully. Am I wrong in thinking this is above and beyond the call of duty? Cheers to Obama, who is caucus king, thanks to the way he's mobilized his ultra-enthusiastic supporters. But if I were a superdelegate forced to choose between two attractive candidates, I'd look for the one who won the big primaries where people actually were encouraged to vote. For now, it's all up to Pennsylvania in April, until it's all up to Indiana, North Carolina in May. This Saturday is the Wyoming caucus, but it's not all up to Wyoming. Finally, on June 7th, it'll all be up to Puerto Rico until it's over, and we discover that we're right back where we are now. Then comes the kind of convention political political reporters have dreamed about since we were little nerds in the third grade writing essays on the Electoral College. It'll be August with nothing on TV but Big Brother 23, and you'll have to listen to us. Life is wonderful, and don't forget, eat your own food, says Gail. You're going to eat your own food? Why not? Or somebody else's. Yeah, you better watch it, because what happened to you the other day, we better not have a repeat performance of that. Mm, I think I'm uh, clear. Clear after this morning? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to get too graphic, especially lunch time. No. We don't want to go into a whole thing about George's excretory. Well, lunch sounds good. Not to me, it does. Not my, one thing I don't like is eating a lot before I get on the plane. You want to know why? Why? That? Because I don't like don't those like tea rooms on the plane. I don't, I don't mind going to take a leak on the plane. No problem yeah. with that. Do you feel no, I don't want to do that sit-down business. You know what I'm saying? No. Why? You know exactly. I just, I don't want to. Afraid you're going to get sucked out of the plane? No, I just, those little tiny tea rooms, man. <laughs> God. Not big enough for your ass? Fat ass like me. Barely got oh, I get fat it. Ass. Can you see Josh Friedman on the plane? I don't want to see Josh Friedman, period. My God. And once that damn uh, squeeze cheese starts pouring under the door of the uh, tea room. Oh, man, good God. And people start thinking there's like a terrorist act going on inside there or something like that. Yeah, when he was in that place, that was like an act of terrorism, his just being there. You're right about that. We still have the broken chairs to prove it. Well, is he still across the street? Do we know? Chris? I don't, I don't know. I don't want to force Chris so. to speak because he's feeling really... Will you think what? I believe he's still there. 
He's still there. You sound, you know, a little bit better than you did before. You feel any better? Not that we really care, but... No. No? Yeah, he doesn't feel look bad. Like he feels better. He's got the crud, man. Yeah. Well, that's good, though, because now you got the whole weekend. You don't have to work this weekend, do you? Sunday. <laughs> you sound so... Um, sick. Sick. Sick and just desperate. Well, and I actually am, am summoning up the courage to feel bad for it. Well, I hope you feel better. Thank you. And I hope you guys come up with a real spectacular poll for Monday. Now, I may be... Where I'm going, I may check out Internet Cafe, you know, and I may mm -hmm. go on our website and see who's being right. naughty and nice and make sure that you send Cordis at least, you know, 100. 80 or 100 stories every day to make sure to keep him busy and earn that grand I send him. That's that right. He's blowing down there in the keys, getting laid and getting drunk every damn night. I'll send him at least 20 a day. What kind of a life is that? Getting laid and getting drunk ah, every night? Sounds like yeah. Bye. 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 The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Bye. 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 Sports Lipner. If there was a law, it would be against it. I am above the law. <laughs> How you doing? Better than me, I bet. Life is not good. I'm deeply depressed because. It looks like Barack can do it, and Billy is blue. It's such a shocker that my wife blew it. He won't even make her the VP, so now I'm stuck with Hillary. On my fair come true, I rubbed my four-leaf clover, praying for some luck. But now it looks like her run is over. Thought I'd use my black book in D.C. But now I'm stuck with Hillary. It's not so. Been praying for sex in Alexis. Sweaty and rude. But if my dear wife loses Texas, God forbid, I will be screwed. Well, I thought I'd have chickies in my bed, but she's still here with curlers in her head. Thought it'd be a stripper jubilee, but I'm still stuck with him. And telling her lies Her skin is like an elephant's knee And here I am, stuck with Hillary She won't go away She's wrecking the slick Willie Mojo Ow. My friends, I fear They're like some young But I won't be sucking some sweet little thing's toe Cause she's still here She won't be working in the West Wing Unless Barack dies Which means that Billy won't have his fling She'll be right there whenever I pee Cause I can't escape Hillary Anybody got the 
extra poison? I feel your pain. All us married guys do. 1203-560-WQAM. I, I could talk about, like, situations, and then all, like, all the married guys would understand exactly what I'm talking about, and people like you would not. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But uh, I want to talk about Langarado. Actually, it ties in. It ties in with this whole thing. This didn't get on the air because I wasn't on the air. Langarado. Everybody's okay. talking about it except, you know, here on this station because what's it got to do with the smell? You know, the Famunda smell. Mmm. Mmm. Musky. So this is going on since Thursday now. Oh, to be on a radio station that did promotions regarding that. Like, I understand that... Uh, Paul and Ron have, like, an RV they were giving away. You can be part of the RV. I know somebody that uh, that won, as a matter of fact, and is going to be enjoying the show from the comfort of an RV. Not that I'm jealous of that. I didn't think I was going to be going at all. I had already written it off, and then Lee comes in yesterday. Yesterday was such a good day, almost, almost all the way through. I don't think I can have a, a good day all the way through. I don't think the gods are going to allow me to have a all-the-way-to-the-end-of-the-day good day. Not that they don't make up for it eventually, but I just, I don't think I'm going to have one good day in a row uh, in my life, ever. But what's that got to do with Langarado? Something. So Lee comes in, I thought that um, I wasn't going to be going, and then Lee comes in, Lee, our promotions guy, Flea, thank you, Flea, saying, hey, I got tickets for this Friday show, I was only going to go for the Friday show, see the Beastie Boys, that's all I was interested in, the wife doesn't want to go with me, do you want to go, I got an extra ticket and an extra seat, I'm going anyway. Great, great. Let me clear it with the committee. All the married guys understand this. Let me clear it with the committee. You have to have a committee meeting when you have a family because you don't own yourself. You don't own your own life. And, and here's the thing that the married guys will understand. It really doesn't matter what the committee says, especially the head of the committee, the wife. For the life of me, I'm going to invent a, a, a mind-reading device for married men to use on women. Shouldn't have to come to that. Remember the Simpsons episode where Homer's brother, played by Danny DeVito, the voice of Danny DeVito, came back after Homer broke him and he invented the baby translation machine. It translated yeah. what babies would say. Babies would go, blah, 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 and then it would tell you what the baby said. Remember I that? Remember that one. I want something like that, but for women, wives. Because it doesn't matter what they say. The wife speaks perfect English. She's very smart. She's... She does well in Spanish. She does better than she wants people to know so that she can eavesdrop, take advantage of the, the fact that people don't think that she speaks Spanish all that well. But she was raised here. She's picked up quite a bit. And now we know some sign language and everything, too. It doesn't matter what they say. You can ask them a million times, and they'll tell you, yes, it's okay, yes, it's okay. It doesn't matter. You need the machine that gets you into their head so that you can see what they're really thinking because it's a trap. They're setting a trap for you. So I think I'm going to Langarado. I think I have it all worked out. But I'm not sure because I don't have a mind-reading device. Mm-hmm. I won't know if it's okay to go to Langarado tonight until I get back from Langarado tonight, regardless of what she says. Okay? Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay to go skating last night. It wasn't? I only asked five, six times if it was okay. She said, yes, every single time. She's having some asthma problems right now. I'm offering to stay home, 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 offering to stay home. Okay. Can I, uh, okay. I'll stay home. Okay. I'll, I'll stay home. No. I'll stay home. No. I'll stay home. No. I'll stay home. No. I'll come home. No. I'll stay home. No. Are you sure it's okay? Okay. 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 Guess what? No. It wasn't okay. 
I thought I spoke English really well. I was, you know, I was explaining to somebody the other day, some of us, despite the reputation that, that you uh, inbred gringos like to throw at the spicks out there, some of us attacked English with a zeal, wanting to learn it correctly, paid close attention in class, wanted to do justice to the language of the people that saved us, got great grades in English, got A's in honors English, learned all the different words, developed a nice vocabulary, very proud of our English-speaking skills. It doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do you any good at all. When you're talking about the conversations that men and women are having with each other, what's the point? What is the point of even having the conversation? What is the point of, of well, I was going to say, what's the point of a mouth on a woman? Got an answer for that? Just make up your own answer and just keep moving right along. Just walk away. So I think I'm going to linger on it tonight. And I think it's okay, but I won't know until I get back if it was actually okay for me to go. And all the married guys are nodding their head up and down right now. They're going, oh, yeah, man, I know. Maybe you know how they have those, um, like, they have thermometer tape now. You put it on the forehead, and it tells you the temperature. They also have litmus paper for, um, for testing the acidity of things. You know, if it turns purple, it's, it's acidic. Whether it's basic or acidic, they have, uh, like the pregnancy test. You pee on it, it turns a color, depending on something like that. I want to invent a yes or no meter. Something that you can aim at a woman and there's a little, like, like the view meters that we have here at the radio station that are bouncing around while I'm talking. If the answer is no, the needle will move to the left. If the answer is yes, the, and so that you can find out exactly what the real answer is inside her skull. So that you can avoid getting in trouble because there is no way to avoid getting in trouble. Maybe that's the whole point. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the whole point of it all. Did you ever think about that? No. The whole point is, I, I just, I just want to bitch at you, so it doesn't matter what I say right now. It doesn't matter. I'm going to bitch at you no matter what you do. No matter what I say now, no matter what you do as a result of it, I'm bent, hell-bent on bitching at you and get, reducing you to a, to a blubbering blob of mush. And that's my intent, and that's my goal, and that's what I'm going to do. So it really doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how many times you ask, and it doesn't matter how many times I answer your freaking stupid question. I'm going to rip into you. That's my plan. I'm going to rip into you. Whatever you do, I'm going to rip into you. All the married men are nodding their head up and down. And, and, it, and it gets me thinking. It gets me thinking about, you know, how we're brought up. You know, a lot of people are really upset. There's a lot of controversy about toy guns. You know, some parents believe in giving their male children toy guns, and some parents don't. The controversy is, you know, you don't want to train your child to be violent. You don't want your child to be raised to be a killer. So why are you buying them toy soldiers? Why are you buying them toy guns? Why are you buying them these combat games? Right? You've heard that before. Yeah. They make little dolls for little girls that cry on command. You've seen these, right? They sell them. I haven't seen them. But you haven't? I've sold them. I, mean, I, have, I have daughters. They sell them. They play with them. Little baby dolls. And you tip them one way and the baby doll cries. <coughs> Hours of fun for the little girl. Are you following that logic? No. A toy that cries when you want it to. And you know what they do, the little girls, when they get their hands on such a toy? They make it cry all the time. And it's fun for them. It's fun for them. It's like training them to have, uh, what's that, what's that syndrome, that disease, uh, Munchausen syndrome by proxy where you torture your child and then, uh, or do something to yeah. your child to get attention and something like that. It's like training your little girl child to revel, to delight in making something cry. And guess what? 
They don't stop when they grow up. QIM, hello. Hello. Is the pot on? I bet you it's not. Let's try it now. Oh, nice talking to you. It's hot. It's too loud. It's too loud. QIM, hello. Yeah, QIM, hello, faggot. Hey. Hey. on the radio? You're on the radio right now. Why are you so nasty about me? Why are you so nasty? 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 Why are you I just got out of work now, and the thing is that, are you talking about your wife again or something? Oh, yeah, maybe. Hello? I love you, honey. She's she's being a sport. She's uh, she's letting me go to Langarado, I think. Uh, you know what? I listen to this show, and that's the only reason why it's on 560. And when I go to different centers working with elderly people, mm-hmm. and then when I get off at, like, 3, I'm listening to this. Sports hole that man. He's he has to be the most annoying person on Whatever, the radio. Whatever, it's all it's all moot, man. I don't understand the logic of talking about something you were all there for. You know, assuming that it's fun to watch men play games, and I understand for some people it is. What's the point of talking about something you were all sitting in the same room watching together? You know, hey, look at that. Let's let's just discuss everything we saw happening all together. And then he gets all hyped up about whatever, oh, whatever, it, it, whatever. It was, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. And he's the ugliest monkey I've ever seen. Oh, Jesus. I knew, I knew it. I just knew it. QAM, hello. Hey, George. How are you? What's up, buddy? Chilling. Langarado. Hey, man. I, need to, I got my supply Langerado list. Festival? What? I said one thing about the Langarado Festival is yes. that tickets are expensive, man. Yeah, for some of you. Yeah, well. Well, see, that's I why mean, I wasn't going to go. I didn't have a hookup, and then all of a sudden, a, a hookup happened. Well, one me. of the tickets, the ticket I wanted to get was 90 bucks, man. Ninety? I thought they were going for like two hundred. No, two hundred and something for I believe it's like two days plus the, the yeah. RV parking thing, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now another thing is the way women work, and this is the way I see it as, is they are going to tell you you can do whatever you want, but you better make the right decision because if you don't, then they know. Yeah, I'm an old man now. I've got experience. I thought I thought I knew how to a speak English and then and then read the signs, read between the lines. You know, maybe a little bit of backyard amateur mind reading. Dude, yeah. there's no there's no right answer. That's that's the bottom line. There's no right answer. Why even try? And see, that's the thing. It's like I'm just gonna throw my hands up. You know, that's when it starts working out. Is when you stop trying. All of a sudden, hey, why are you stopping trying? The golden rule is you better know how to answer correctly. If not, you're dead meat, man. I thought I did. Hey, now one surprise. more thing about Langaredo tonight. You better take an umbrella, man, or a wrinkle. I got a slicker. I got a slicker. Unfold you got slicker. It. George, have a good weekend. All right, take it easy. I'll try. Twelve fourteen. I'll let you know on Monday on five sixty QAM. This is Bob. People have noticed that Bob is a lot happier. Why? Because Bob has found the secret to spending more pleasurable time with Mrs. Bob. Is it because Bob made one phone call to Enzite? No, sir. Bob's getting more bedroom enhancement thanks to Worksite, the all-natural way of working some so you can get some. Bob's been doing the laundry, taking out the trash, and vacuuming the carpet. Yes, Bob's doing all the things that really turn Mrs. Bob on. Only problem is, now Bob's too tired. But that's okay, because now Bob gets to be the one who just lays there. Wouldn't it be great to be like Bob? Then get busy with Worksite today.
I'm sorry, I'm reading email over here. 1219-560-WQAM. Rosie says, I was there two years ago. Is it Langaredo or Langarado? See, now I don't know. Come on, Greg. Greg's here for Chris. Say hi to the people. George, good to be here. Hey, very nice. Turn your mic up a little bit. Anyway, I was there two years ago, bought my favorite bowl in the parking lot, like $15. Keep your eyes peeled for them. And mushrooms, lots of those to buy. Great time to go. Uh, great time. And tan. Oh, if you go all weekend. I don't think this weekend. It's not going to be a tanning weekend. No, I'm just going for tonight. Just going for the beasties. I'd like to be there in time for 311. But I don't think Oedipus is going to be out of school in time. Oedipus teaches uh, middle school. Yeah, I know. You people don't know. But he's not as bad as uh, a lot of the teachers in the South Florida school system, those of us who are a product of uh, specifically the Dade County public school system. Uh, there ain't a whole lot to brag about down there in Dade County. Every once in a while, you'll see some rare bird, a good teacher, every once in a great while. So, uh, yeah, Oedipus is a school teacher. He's teaching your children a few people only knew, but he's actually a good teacher. Unfortunately, he can't get out of school early today, so that means I'm going to miss 311, so is he. That's all right. Maybe. I don't know. How long is it, do you figure it's going to take to get there? Anybody know? Anybody call? Anybody over there? You don't have to type these people's names in, unless it's a hotline name, Greg. But you're doing, hey, at least you work the controls. Let's see if uh, if you actually got a human here. Hello? George? Yeah. Hey, what's going on, dude? Hey. Hey, I uh, dropped off my friend there last night. At Langarado? Or is it Langarado or Langarado? Uh, Langarado, man. Okay, cool. I'm not saying it wrong, then. And, uh, you're right about the toys, dude. Yeah. Totally, totally right about that. I mean, uh, it's, there's pros and cons to all of it. And, uh, dude, if you're going to go, bring boots, man. The fire pants are everywhere. I got boots. I, I, listen, I got two kinds of Timberlands, the high ones and the low ones. No, nah, don't even waste your time with those. Get yourself a pair of galoshes from the hardware store and wear those, dude, because the water is about five inches deep and the ants are floating on the top of it. Sweet. So you're going to have a fun time. I can... My buddy called me from there, and he goes, he's got the biggest uh, whelps and painful uh, bumps all over his legs from the red Let me tell you, from living up north, especially in the spring when everything uh, thaws, during the yeah. spring thaw, when everything's mud, deep, slushy yeah. mud, here's what... Here are, here are the poor man waiters. Are you ready for this? Anybody going to Langaredo, Langarado, worried about what to do with the, uh, with the high water and everything? Here was poor man waterproofing in the mountains. Are you ready for this? People are going to laugh. You're going to laugh. Anyway, bread sacks. You take two bread sacks. Make yourself some sandwiches. You take the two bread sacks. You put your socks on. Put the bread sacks on over your socks and over your pants. And then put your boots on over that. You got rubber bands. You rubber band the top of the bread sacks. They, they go up to almost your knees. And then that's poor man's waterproofing. <laughs> yeah, but they might the just do that. going to be killer too, isn't it? Well, I mean, hopefully the ants won't be able to climb up the bread sack, the wet bread sack. Yeah, very true, very true. Good All right. idea. All right. Hey, have a great week. Take it easy. Now, don't, now, I'm talking about, like, plastic bread sacks, all right? Don't go buying yourself a loaf of French bread or Cuban bread with a paper bread sack and think that you're going to get anywhere with that. How you doing, Lee? Thanks for the tickets once again. Oh, dude, I'm so uh, bumming, man. I, I think I'm allowed to go. Good. And I could have, you know, and I, and I, and I, 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 when I cleared this with the wife, and she's being a sport, I think, I won't know until tomorrow if it's for real or if she's setting me up for another fest, another <laughs> tear fest. But at that point, you already went to the show. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, and I'll have material either way. I told her, hey, man. It's material Beastie either way. Boys, man. Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys. I'm very Beastie. excited about it. I've never seen the Beasties uh, in concert, that is. In concert. I know, Carlos has given me the look. It's one of those things. It's like it never came together. It just has never come together, especially considering that we only go, we meaning me, I only go where I got a free hookup because I can't afford I'm not budgeted. I'm not budgeted for concerts. My budget is very strictly allocated, and I, and I don't have a whole lot of wiggle room when it comes to that. So... 
probably won't be there in time for 311. You don't think it'll take an hour, well, more than an hour yeah. to get there. More than an hour to get there and get into place. So 311 right. is going to be a wash. And I printed the schedule. Look at this. Oh, you saw the times? Yeah, I, I, I look, I got, this is for, for me and my friends. Like, we got the map and directions over here from a friend. Then I got the schedule all printed up. Yeah, you are so organized. I am. I, listen, I got partying down to an art and a science. Let me tell you, I'm sad that I'm not seeing the Beastie Boys, but I think I'm more sad that I'm not seeing the Beastie Boys with you because I know we're going to have a good Ooh, time. And, and guaranteed. Go guaranteed. Uh, and, and Bass Nectar after Beastie Boys. I like Bass Nectar. I want to stay for that. The Roots, I guess I could kill time with The Roots. Oh, the I like roots the roots. Are great. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. Eleven, they got a good groove, man. I've seen I know. them a couple of times. Seen them twice, also. I, I would like to see them again. It's always good, but I don't think we're going to make it in time for that. Oedipus don't care. Oedipus is the one that's going to be coming with me because somebody's got to stay home with a wife. We decided that, and if not you, teen daughter, it would have to be me. And since I got to do a radio show, guess what? You lose. You got to go to uh, what was it? Since I tore my hamstring, I didn't get to go see what was the festival oh, with Lincoln Project, Park. Project uh, Revolution. Revolution yeah. She went. I was gonna go. I didn't get to go because I tore my hamstring. So this is this is now we're even. Now we're even for that. Yes, I can put the high score in the Galaga game, Carlos. I'm very excited about the Beasties. I, I got my I got my list. Water, camera. Check. Do I need a cooler? Uh, they I got a little yeah. one. I got the little cooler, holds a six-pack kind of thing. Maybe that slicker, roll-up, fold-up slicker. Got that. I have a designated driver. That's the most important as part a matter of the whole fact, list. Here's another reason that I'm choosing uh, Oedipus. He ain't quite as party guy as I am. That's you know? the key to be a designated driver. He has driver. a way lower party threshold Because if the designated driver is drinking and smoking and, and doing more than you, not quite a good plan. But no, no. you're still not driving. I'm taking a designated driver that I know doesn't want to party at my level because I want to. And again, because I always go with the teen daughter, so I'm always straight as an arrow at the concert. Maybe I'll have a drink. See, like for the that. safety of your life, it's probably better that I'm not going because I would have been your designated driver yeah. and I would have been with you toe-to-toe well, partying, so probably not a I, I, great I thought plan. that through. Yeah. I don't care how effed up you are. If you crash your car, whatever. Right. <laughs> That's not me crashing my car. All right? It's not me with the DUI. So you can go ahead and get your own self in trouble. And I have a hybrid, so I think it actually has like a honing device that drives me home without <laughs> me doing anything. <laughs> when, when will they invent those? When will they be the, the self-chauffeuring the self car so that we can drive back from the concert with confidence? I, I aim to get f Top. Now the question is, are you going to bring back a, uh, a shirt, at least a Beastie shirt? I have to. I have to. I have to. I must and buy a souvenir. I'm bumming about missing the Beastie Boys, I think I can still make it to go see uh, R.E.M. Oh, you're going tomorrow then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know people that are going to be camped out. They're, they're there now. They're there now. There is there are another reason. Don't take this the wrong way, teen daughter. It's just I have to be a good example. There are camps, established camps already awesome. in place right now where, where I'm expected that everything's already ready for me. You Which understand? Good, they have set a place at the table for me. So, I recommend the mushroom pizza. Uh, I, I think they're baking it now. <laughs> all right? Speaking, yeah, I think they're baking now. Oh, they're baking, matter, all right. <laughs> as a matter of fact, thanks once again for the tickets. Sorry that we won't be going. One of these days. Yeah. One of these spoon. days. Spoon. Okay. And, and since you're the promotions guy here, let's try to uh, take advantage of our, our situation while supplies last. I am already for the show And figure out a way where we can get, like, either a limo or a bus or something like that, where we can go to an event together and somebody else drives. Now you're talking. All right? Yes. We can do that. We can oh, make yeah. that happen here on the radio station. Let's, yeah. let's abuse our positions before they fire us. 1227. Which could be any minute. <laughs> on, on all taking advantage of your position radio, 560 WQAM. We join C-SPAN's coverage of the Congressional Baseball Steroid Hearings already in progress. 
Now, Doctor, you helped supply steroids to several players, but you know them only by their nicknames? That is correct. Can you tell us the nickname of the first player? Who was first? That's what I'm asking. The man's name. Who? The steroid user. Who? Who was on steroids? All I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name that took steroids first? No, what took steroids second? I'm not asking who took steroids second. No, no. Who took steroids first? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Congressman, I don't know was third. Who was taking steroids? Exactly. Next on C-SPAN, picture Roger Clemens asks you to test his wife. Please. Just the chicken, the cheese, and the ham on it. I, I ordered one this morning, but... Uh, when Chris, and I guess it was because he was sick, when Chris said no mustard or mayo, they must have heard him say a whole lot of it. A whole lot. Because I got a bucket of mustard and mayo with a sandwich inside of it. So let's see if, you know. <laughs> I, I like, I like mayo a little bit, like, on certain things. Just like if you're going to have cold turkey after Thanksgiving the next day, you put just a little smear of mayo on each side of the bread for your cold turkey sandwich. I know you're, you're grimacing over there. I understand. Is it is it because you have to be white-skinned to like mayo? Is that it? Is that what's going on there? No, I, I didn't. And, you, and, and you're, I did not see Undercover Brother, and you're off mic. I have to answer you in complete sentences because you're off mic. Like Greg, even when he's on mic, he's off mic. You want to be a broadcaster or something? I'm just asking out of curiosity. I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I've never used a mic like this, so I'm going to speak up. How about that? That sounds great. See, I kind of came into broadcasting the other way around. I did I did uh, summer theater in a place that had no amplification. It was just this, like a barn. And so we had to project, practically yell in order to be heard. There were no microphones in the place. And so I, when I got into radio, the guy that, uh, that trained me to be a DJ that got me the job was one of my theater cast members and he just said straight up just use your theater voice and i said you mean like this talk all loud and ridiculous and project and exaggerate and he said yeah like that and i thought he was joking but guess what he's not so that's why you yell at us every time you say hello yes we have to yell and project and have you ever known like djs or talk show people that talk like that all the time hi how are you i'm talking off the air right now but you can't tell I think there's a mic light on everywhere I go. Hi, how you doing? I'm Pukey DJ, everywhere I go. You don't have to be like that uh, all the time, but yes, these mics, they're um, particular. They're insensitive, like my wife. QAM, hello. Ma dry Malibu chicken. Dry. Thank you. Yeah, I don't think so. QAM, hello. QAM, hello. Those are, you got that, Greg? You got those? Hello. Hello. Are you there? I'm here. Is this QAM? Is this you? <laughs> <laughs> QAM, hello. George. Yeah. How you doing? Fine. Uh, you were talking about the mayo. I have like a pet peeve uh, whenever I go to McDonald's. Mm -hmm. They have like the chicken sandwich. Right. And I don't know. It's like if they, when they put the mayo, they don't use a knife. I think they use like a... No, they use a hose. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not, I'm not joking. They have... They have this hose that drops down from the ceiling, and, and it it squirts the mayo on there like a gallon on each sandwich. Like when you go to Burger King, when when you do, and, and get a Whopper, I like a little bit of mayo on my Whopper, but you don't need to pour a bucket load on the bun now, do you? But apparently they do. It's well, mandatory. They 
do it, and then the flavor tastes like, you know, you're eating mayo if you know with bread. Right. And, and Same thing with the tartar sauce. Like, I'll go for a fish sandwich at McDonald's, but why do you have to use a a gallon of tartar sauce that's the sandwich is as big as a quarter? You know, it's like a peseta. Right. So they, they throw a gallon... Uh, they use like a soup ladle and put a ladle full of tartar sauce and just drown the thing. Come on. <laughs> and it's the same. You go anywhere in the world, I think, and they have the same they, the same amount of you know of mayo on it. I, I don't get it. All right, George. I mean, just just but. a schmear, man. I'm telling you, just a schmear, just enough to wet the bread. You should be able to see through it, see the bread on the other side of it. All right. All right, take it easy. I'm just doing restaurant lessons over here. Might as well. We do talk show lessons every day. QAM, hello. George, how are you today? Doing well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Great story for you. Remember that uh, club on in Fort Lauderdale called Plato's? Yes. It turned into a gay club without telling anybody. Uh, without telling anybody? Yeah, we went. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about it. You didn't hear about that? I, no, I did hear about it. But, but again, by somebody that was surprised. Somebody called up and said, hey, guess what? Surprise. I wonder why. I uh, we had to make money, they weren't uh, they weren't doing so well, and uh, they were they were like changing owners every other day. So oh, they were. My wife and I went one night. They had like three hundred people in there. It was packed. I like that a long time ago. I imagine. Yeah, about six seven years ago. Yeah. Anyway, have a great day. George. All right, have several. QAM, hello. Now, yeah, you got that? It's all right. It's all right. Listen, talk show lessons, especially the uh, the call screening for our chronics over here. We get new people every now and again, and I've, I've trained a lot of people to um, to board up and answer the phones on the Neil Rogers show over the years, and they often ask, how do you recognize the chronic's voices? And I say, after a week, how do you not? Maybe after two days, because when we say chronic, we mean chronic. The audience doesn't hear how many times they actually call. They only hear how many times they make it onto the air. They only call... Continuously. So I'm guessing by the end of the show. By the end of the show. You'll you'll have nightmares about their voices. It's not how how will you recognize them, how will you not. Not just their voices, the breath that they take before they say anything. The background noise of the room, the the acoustics. Every time you pick up a line you hear a a non sound. You understand? There, there's a sound that you hear before you hear the actual call. So you'll, these callers will you'll recognize haunt that. Me. You'll recognize that. Yeah, it'll haunt you. It's all right. You know, like like Neil's voice. People say, you know, hey, do you talk to Neil like after the show or something like that? I said, I spend six and a half hours a day talking to Neil. I don't spend that much time talking to anyone else. As a matter of fact, if you add up the time that I spend speaking to everyone else I know over the course of the day, it still doesn't add up to six and a half hours. Continuous talk. He narrates my freaking dreams. And now the dinosaur is closing in on George. And look, it looks like his wife. Oh, my God, he's going over a cliff. Hey, can he fly? Can he fall? Oh, no, he's falling. QAM, hello. Yeah. Hello, George. Yeah. Oh, how's it going? Fine, Listen, I'm, I'm a little bit envious that you're going to get to feed the Beastie Boys today, man. Uh, I, uh, I am envious of myself, too. Listen, wait till the report on Monday. Wait till the report on Monday. I'll let you know if it was worth it, the, uh, the, the, the oh. shredding that I may or may not get as a result of going, even though I have permission. The, the, the only thing that you have going against me is that you have to work until you get there. <laughs> and I have to work yeah. also, man. Well, and, and since I'm doing the show all next week, technically going to this concert counts as work. It's all material gathering. Which is, oh, which is a justification. That's kind of, I, at the committee meeting, I kind of use that. It's like, yo, I have to go. Uh, like, I could give these tickets to my daughter, and she could go with a friend, but she's not doing a talk show next week. I have to go, and hopefully something will happen, uh, and, and I hope it happens to somebody else, and I just see it instead of it happening to me. 
Well, but you I know, have something to talk for the, about. For the time being, man, if we could trade places, I will trade in a minute. Are you married? Am I married? I asked I you guess. first. <laughs> no, not no, at all. No, right, trade you. Trade you. Trade you. <laughs> all right, I'll see you, man. Have all a good right. time, bro. Trade you. Here, I'll have my wife bring you the tickets, as a matter of fact. I don't know what you've got in in, uh, in trade goods, but uh, I'll take it. Sight unseen. QAM, hello. Hi, George. How you doing? How are you? I'm okay. I've got three things I want to ask you, George. Right. Um, number one, well, not, they're not questions, all of them. Uh, you and Neil were talking about uh, Ride Captain Ride the other day. and yes, you were Blues saying Blues. That, No, it's Blues Image. Oh, Blues Image. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. That was, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, I smoke a lot. That's my excuse. Two more things. Um, Montgomery Cliff, the guy was an excellent actor. I swear to you. I didn't say anything about his acting. I said he had a head like a light bulb that David Niven would have been embarrassed of. Well, you know what happened? He's involved in a horrible automobile accident. And, and that's what made his head shaped like that? Oh, my God. It, it changed his whole face. It was, it was tragic. All right. And the, and the third one is, you were talking, you're very frank about the drugs you like. You were saying on the air, I got a kick out of what you said about cocaine the other day. Have you ever sniffed heroin? No, no, no. I'm saving, I'm saving heroin when I'm an old man in a wheelchair wearing a diaper with nowhere else to go. Yeah. I'm yeah, saving yeah. it up. Young people shouldn't do it, but old no, people no, no. should do yeah, it. Yeah, well, because my rationale is when, when I'm an old man in an old folks home and everything, yeah. and I'm just, you know, running out the clock, if you will, uh, I would still like there to be things on the list of things to do that I haven't done yet. But I, yeah. I've known from experience, like I, I learned from other people's mistakes, yeah. uh, especially where the cocaine is involved. Uh, you know, people, people, they tell the kids the wrong things in school during this whole dare thing. It's like, don't avoid cocaine because it's going to kill you. It's going to make you broke. And then you can't afford more coke. So it's a fool's errand. And the same thing with cocaine. Why, why do you want to get wrapped up with something that's going to eliminate everything else from your life except it? Yeah, I'll tell you what, there's there's nothing like heroin, though. It's a monster like you've never seen. Well, I'll, you know? I'll wait. I'll let you know when I'm like 90, maybe 80 or 90, when I can't walk anymore, when I can't, uh, you know, even with one of those scooters. If I can still maneuver a scooter, uh, I'll avoid the heroin. But when I'm uh, unable to do anything else, then just put it in my IV drip. Yeah, good good point. Young people should not do it. Old people definitely Save should do it. Save it for the geezers, you stupid yeah. kids. Yeah, I stole that line from a movie. Called Little Miss Sunshine. Have you, have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It was alright. Alan Arkin. He's good. It's a decent flick. It's not bad. Alan Arkin is a great, great actor. One You're of my favorites. You're not kidding. I love Watch Glenn Gary. I, I like Simon too. Yeah. A lot. Great, great. In what movie? Simon. I didn't see that one. Well, I'll go see it. It's a, I'll tell him. George, always a pleasure to talk to you. You're a good guy. Yeah, you don't know. Actually, I am. Anybody who knows me. Just ask Christian, right? To know me is to love me. Except. You know. You know what I'm going to say. 18 till 1 on 560 QAM. Kevin Federline, K-Fed, with exciting news for those of you wanting to lose weight. Yeah, I'll admit I was getting a little fat on the gravy train, so I decided to do something about it. Well, actually, something was done for me, but screw her, you know? Anyway, introducing... Federline Cuisine. Federline Cuisine is the easy way to lose weight because, well, you don't eat much because, well, you can't afford to. Federline Cuisine is awesome. Piece of steak. Pasta. A crab leg. Maybe. And for dessert, this used to be ice cream, I think. Yeah, you get all this food that don't cost nothing. Where'd I get all this great grub? 
out in back of the restaurant in the big green box. <laughs> it's like a buffet. Better lean cuisine. Not just a diet, it's a way of life. 12 till 1, 560 WQAM. So I'm not one of these people, you know, I'm thinking about the festival over here. Now, you go to sporting events and things like that. Yes. You'll make fun of Jeff Cohen. This isn't the kind of thing that, well, it's the kind of thing that I would do, but not specifically. We even have a bit about it. Jeff Cohen, uh, for going to the games, bought himself one of those uh, personal portable bathroom devices. Do you know what I'm talking about? I was not aware that they made those. It comes with an attachment, a hose, and a receptacle that you strap around your ankle. Go online and find them. They make them for truckers, long people that can't go to the bathroom for long periods of time. Jeff bought one so that he could go to the Dolphins game and avoid having to stand in a long line wading through an unclean bathroom and then possibly missing some of the action that he had paid so much to enjoy. Logical. Again, a little extreme for me, but... It it is a bit extreme. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to judge that man because I'm all for comfort and convenience, and I am willing to take the time ahead of time to make sure that I'm going to have a good time where I'm going. And if the people around me want to call me a dork when it starts raining because I can reach into my um, adventure sack and pull out a, you know, a, a, a rolled-up rain slicker, you want to point and laugh, okay, point and laugh at the dry guy. You know, my joints aren't going to get wet. Go ahead, laugh it up while you're sitting there getting soaked down to your skin. So I'm all for prepping. I made the, made the list here and things like that. And so I want to know exactly how deep the water is out there because I have enough time between now and when uh, Oedipus gets off of school to go to Outdoor World and buy myself some hip waders. I'll buy the ones that go right up to my armpits. I don't care. People are going to be going, oh, look at that dork wearing the hip waders. It's like, I'm dry. I'm the dry dork in the hip waders. What do I care what you think of me? First of all, it's not like I'm going to be hooking up over there anyway as if. You follow? So no, I got you. I'll wear hip waders that are at least that are at least not high enough so that you can still see my F the FCC T-shirt or something cool. You might as well get a fishing pole while you're at it, though. I might as well. And the outfit. one of those Captain Courageous uh, hats, the ones that the fishermen wear. Speaking of fishing poles, you know the waterproof hats that these North Sea fishermen wear. You know, like the oh, yeah. fishermen and everything. Yeah, I think those, you'd look good like those, those rain hats. It's not about looking good. Did you ever see? Uh, you watch? Uh, now I can't think of it. Larry David's his show. On HBO? Yes, I know what you're talking about it. Now that you blanked out, I'm Come on. Do you smoke? Heard the enthusiasm. Thank you. And they're they're showing the promos, and he's wearing a funny hat at the beach. Right. His friend says, what's with the hat? And he says, I'm married. I can wear anything I want. That's the same attitude you have. This is true. I'm going to a concert. I'm going to be comfortable. I'm going to wear hip hip waders and a Captain Courageous hat. It's like, who's that guy over there? He's the guy with the dry feet. That's who that is. He's the guy not getting ants in his pants. Sounds logical to me. So, the question is... Do I need to buy hip waders, or will the bread sacks be high enough? QAM, hello. George, what's going on? You tell me. Not much. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about uh, all my old uh, elementary school times where, you know, the dare, where they teach kids to resist drugs. Okay. I was so disappointed, man. I mean, every time they would tell you that, all the dealers would sit there and give you some free drugs, trying to lure you in as a customer. <laughs> I'm like, dude, where's my freebies, man? You know, I don't feel like feel they, they, they don't get it. And, and now that we've gone through generations of this and people have a memory of when they were sitting in class being lied to, why do you lie to the children? You're, you're eliminating all your credibility. Why don't you tell them the truth? It's fun, but it's dangerous. If it wasn't fun, nobody would be doing it. I remember sitting there as a little kid and they're telling us all these bad things about drugs, bad things. Oh, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, bad. And I'm thinking... If it's so bad, why is everybody doing it? And why are you so afraid that I'm going to do it if it's so bad? It seems like a very clear choice to me. 
Absolutely. You remember recently when you had to vote when the voting was for the slots? I almost like I almost turned my car into a, I drove into a street pole when I heard a, a former governor talking about you know it brings crime and drugs. I'm like, this yeah. is Miami in 2008. Oh. Oh. Crime and drugs. Oh my god. You know oh, what I mean? my God. Yeah. George, let me ask you a question, man. Have you ever done peyote? And if you have, is it... No, it's on the list, though. Now, I'm wondering, is it like kind of like... I don't do you know. feel like as if you're smoking some really... I don't know. I don't do it. But bring me some and I'll let you know. All right. Bring no me problem. some tonight. That's right. Take okay? Care. Look for... <laughs> look for the crowd of giggly people. I know. That narrows it down, right? Well, he knows what outfit you're going to be wearing. So, I mean... I'm going to be the guy with hip waders and a Captain Courageous exactly. hat. Slide me down and say, oh, hey, here's the peyote you ordered. QAM, hello. Hey, George. Hey, what? Hey, buddy. Are uh, you going to have that uh, Hispanic girl, the braless girl on? <laughs> Lucy Lopez. Hey, Lucy, we have a request, honey. Stop on in. Can you have her on the radio today? Okay. I'll try. Hey, Lucy, come in. I'll give you something. Uh, See? I don't know. Did you name. hear me? Did you hear? Her name is Lucy Lopez, and I just tried right there. She listens to the show. I'm inviting her. Oh. She has an open invitation. Lucy Lopez, please, sweetie, I come in here. Voice. She is so sexy sounding, dude. She's a sweetheart. Oh, go brawless. Yeah. Go brawless. She is most of the time. And we commend that. I was having bra conversations the other day, and I was also talking about completing the cycle, what I started talking about, and preparations. I was having a conversation about this with someone, and they said that, you know, that's not for them because of the crowd and the mud and this and that. And I said, well, you know, these things can be uh, dealt with. And they said, yeah, you're the kind of person, the kind of boy scout, the kind of uh, mystery efficiency that has the ability to uh, to deal with those things. And I bet, and I said, damn skippy I am. I'm going to take, pre- you know, I'm going to prep up. And so I need I need a water level report from over there. And you're yet to get one. I have yet. Okay. And, and now, all right. I know. It's a concert. Who's going to be listening to talk radio? But I know that there are in-between acts. I know that there are RVs. I know there are pe- people with portable picnic players. Pitiful portable picnic players, like they said in Clockwork Orange, somebody might be tuning into the talk show in between acts or on the way to, or during an act that they're not particularly interested in when they go back to their car or their RV to uh, re-nourish and replenish. QAM, hello. Yeah, you suck. Yeah, yeah. QAM, you wish. Hey, hey. George. Yeah. George, it's me. It's, it's you. Hey, how are you? You? Hey, it's me, Robert, man. Okay. Uh, well, the thing you're thinking about is the Brinkman's friend. That thing that uh, the Jeff, the Jeff had, yeah. I'm not, I'm not there yet. Uh, I'll, there's not something that I, I, I you I, know, I, I wouldn't expect you to go for the catheter. I mean, you know, no, no. Actually, but, it wasn't a catheter. It was more like because uh, he he showed us the device. He wasn't wearing it, all right. But he showed the device, and it had a a kind of a a, a sleeve. A, a yes, a funnel, I know a comfort fit funnel. I've seen them before. At least they, he said they, it was comfortable. Sell them, yes, they do. It's called the Brinkman's Friend. You look that uh, up this on the is, internet, yeah. and it's right there. There's like, more than one brand, I understand. Huh? There's more than one brand. Oh, I know it, but they're nicknamed the Brinkman's Friend because the train guys used to use it all the time. I just need a water level report because I will buy hip waders if I now, need Now, dude, to. where is Langerado? Where is it? It's in Yenemsveld. It's in, uh, like, uh, Big Cypress Indian Reservation by okay. Immokalee. If, if you're wearing waders, you know, they're gonna, you know, and there's sheep around, you're in trouble. Yeah, listen, I know all about sheep. Uh, that's that's why a lot of time I'm in Montana. Well, the sheep are in trouble. All right. All right, man. I'm going to go shoot a Palestinian. See okay, you. I know. Shoot two. QAM, hello. Hey, Rojito. What's up, man? Hey, get what I mean? I give up. Oh, Rojito. Hey, man. Uh, don't tell you the wrong way. I've been, I've been thinking about you the last two weeks. 
那那那个那个，阿哥的我在嘛，但呃，有三个小宝 ，We with little girls don't don't have a life, man. I have a five year old and a three year old. Hey, my wife for the last two weeks, I'm, I'm not a macho guy, man, but she's pressuring me to、mm-hmm. have another kid because she wants a boy.、Mm-hmm. What do you think, man? I think you're doomed already. So what the hell? Oh man, all right. Or, no, it's already you, over.、Man. It's already over. You know? Yeah, no, man. Pray for me, man. Pray. Man. I will. <laughs> all right. Assalamualaikum. QAM, hello. Hello. Nice talking to you. No time for you. Hello, QAM. Obama. I don't think so. Four till one on All Crazy Radio five sixty WQAM. Go on a lynching party against Michelle Obama, unless. Well, Fox, Bill O'Reilly's a purveyor of hate. Green tooth rednecks think he's great. Yeah, they're not. Bill did what he did best. I don't want to go on a lynching party against Michelle Obama, unless. Hang 'em, hang 'em, take Bill O'Reilly and hang 'em, hang 'em from the highest tree. One less neocon freak. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. <laughs> well, O'Reilly ain't no Don Amis. Only right wingers can say things like this. Throws a knife at Obama's wife. I don't want to go on a lynching party against Michelle Obama unless hang 'em, hang 'em, take Bill O'Reilly and hang 'em, hang the fat ass from a tree with less neocon freaks. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> I'd like to tie it to the back of my big old boat and drag a tasty ass down a gravel road, make 'em wince, wrench and twist till it tears off the flesh off a son of a bitch. Hang 'em, hang 'em, take Bill O'Reilly and hang 'em, hang his white ass from a tree with less neocon freaks. <laughs> Gore-Tex rain bibs for men. No, that's a little too extreme. One hundred two five sixty WQAM. There are these things. I re- I remember the existence of them. The brand name was Gators. They were called Gator Waiters, not like Florida Gators. Although, go Gators. Um, and like you know, I was talking about the bread sacks. Yeah, it's like that, but for real, with like built-in elastic or something, so that you again, poor man's waiters, you could just slip into them, and they're like boot cuffs. They would keep the water out of your boots. They had three elastic bands, top, bottom, and then in the middle, and you slip them over your boot, and it kept the water from running into your boot. Because what's the point of having a waterproof boot if the whole thing goes underwater? Like let's say your boot is five inches high and the water is six inches deep. You follow? So the water is going to flow into the top of your boot. These things gave you an extension all the way up to like your knee. Elastic top, elastic bottom, and elastic in the middle to keep the water from pouring into your boot. All you need. And I'm sure. Well, I thought I was sure that Outdoor World, Bass Pro Shops, Outdoor World, one of our fine sponsors. They have to have. I mean, they have everything. Oh yeah. They have to have that. So I'm on their website and I can't find them because I really don't know what the device is actually called. That's a good question, and, and I'm and I'm all through their hip waiting section over here. Some nice things, including here's the thing: when you want to go fly fishing during hunting season, fluorescent orange hip waiters. Of, of course. course, yeah. QAM, hello. 
Hey, George. Uh-huh. Had a road rage incident on the Sawgrass at the uh, coal thing. Uh-huh. The guy tried to cut me off. I wouldn't let him. He was shown off for his girlfriend. Uh-huh. And uh, gave him a finger a couple times in... Uh, yeah. He tried to turn off, and, you know, just put on a show with his girl. I just want to call him a subhuman douchebag. Okay. Gee, that fixed his wagon. 5670560 in Dayton Broward. 877-785-6345 is toll-free everywhere else. Pound 560 is free if you have AT&T and Verizon Wireless. Hey, uh, we've got to get Jeff Cohen on the phone. He needs to give us some advice about that device. I also want to uh, use him and exploit him. Have him bring in food on Monday and maybe host another recruiting party for the Derby Girls. The Derby Girls are going to make me look really pimpy next week on Friday. We're having that, uh, and I forget the name of the place. I think I have it here somewhere. Palmetto Miniature Golf. Look, there it is right there. It's a joint venture. No, not what you're thinking, Greg. No. It's a joint promotion with us and Power 96. Baby Bree and myself will be there, and I'm bringing some uh, Derby Girls with me to uh, make me look pimpy. Well, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. You can't, I mean, you you can try your best to look pimpy without being surrounded by women, but it sure helps if you can be. QAM, hello. George. Yeah. What's the inside story on the CC firing at Power 96? What's CC firing? Oh, she got canned. Who? On Power 96 of the Morning DJ Last Morning Show. Who? Yeah, oh, CC got canned. I, I don't know anything. You don't know anything? I don't know anything. I know that she doesn't need to work. Well, she got canned. Okay. Take it easy. QM, hello. George. Yes. Please tell Lucy to come on. Lucy, please come on. The Lucy, radio. please, please, please. I'll give you something, baby. Please. please. I'll make it worth your while. Come on. All right. Please. Thanks. Do your thing. Work your magic, brother. All right. Here it comes. I, I listen, because I was really inspired by watching Schindler's List, which I wish Neil would watch. Have you seen it, Greg? I haven't, so, actually. You have not? No, I have not. It's a great... It's one of those movies where it's just riveting. It's just a riveting movie. That's it's what I've heard. It's a well-done movie. It's like... Like, his Neil says, Oh, you compare it to The Godfather! I, I do, because in very similar ways, there's not a, a dull moment. There isn't a wasted scene in that movie, and they got so many good lines and so much to draw from in that movie. And... Uh, and, and Schindler is is a good role model for a variety of reasons, but one of the things that I really liked is the uh, the commandant, Amon Get, played by Ray Fiennes, is telling him, uh, I've heard about you. I heard you as a kind of man who understood the meaning of the word gratitude, that it is not some vague seeing like it is with others. In other words, Schindler comes across with the goods. All right? When you have Oscar Schindler's gratitude, you're hooked up. It's not just, he doesn't just say, hey, thanks. You know, he comes across with something. So, Lucy, come on the show, baby. You'll have my gratitude. QAM, hello. George. Yeah. Hey, Rock. No, I don't think so. QAM, hello. Hey, George, I'd like to give a shout-out to Rock. No, no, you won't. 5670560. Did you? They're a tag team. Gay. That's why they stalk men. They're yes. in the same room. Yes. They get naked. They listen to the sound of our voices. They oil up. Or they use lard, I think, because it's cheaper. They put a shower curtain down on the floor. Interesting mental image when they there. get When they get into the thick of it, then they start placing the calls, and that puts them over the top. 5670560 in Dayton, Broward, 877-785-6345 is toll-free everywhere else. Pound 560 is free for AT&T and Verizon wireless users. You know, I don't even have the schedule on the right page over here so that I can promote my good friend Jason Jackson. One of these days, 
See, I want to go and have a social event with him. Oh, he's fun to hang out with. I've heard these things, and I'm fun to hang out with. You've heard these things. Yeah, and so if you bring the girls with you, I mean, it can't get better than that. I hear from him anyway that he doesn't need my help in that department. So, let's let's see what we can bring to the party together. All right, I'll I'll show up with a carload. He can show up with a carload, and let's see what uh, we can do. Because he spends all day on the show there talking about things that I could not care about if you paid me. But off the air, he's got a lot to say. QAM, hello. Hello. QAM, hello. Hello. Hey, George. Hey, what? Hey, how are you, sir? Fine, how are you? Hey, listen, I just, I tuned in kind of late, but um, I hear you talking about, you know, you're getting the, the boots or whatever. What, what's going on? You going, La- to going to I'm going to Langarado, and everybody says the water's really deep, and I need to know exactly how deep it's going to be to know if I need to buy some uh, hip waders or what, because I don't want wet feet. But Langarado, what is, what is that? I mean, it's a big music festival over in Big Cypress. Uh, a lot of bands, big ones. REM tomorrow, three eleven at six thirty. Beastie Boys tonight. That's what we're going for. Wait, it's like an all weekend thing. It is. It starts uh, yesterday. It started yesterday and goes through Sunday. Yes. Oh wow, sweet. Hey, one one last quick question. So. Hey, do you like um, Jethro Tull? Yes. You do. Cool yeah, man, Jethro Tull's yeah. God. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Right. Thanks, George. Easy. No problem. QAM. Hello. 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 Hey. Um. I've been listening a little bit, but um, I heard there's searches going into Langarado. Is that true? I don't. I haven't. I don't know. I hope not. That's all, all right. right. I'm not bringing anything except hip waders, man. Yeah, me too. I guess. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm reading on the website. It says something about it too. They're searching you for what? I don't know. I think at the toll or something. It says that. Okay. The one on the website. It says it at Langarado.com. All right. All right. Take it easy, G. Well, I got people that are almost on the inside that uh, have texted me, and they have a yardstick, and they're going to go stick it into the deepest mud puddle they can find, give me a water level report, and hopefully lots of other reports, too. Weather report, whether or not they were search report. QAM, hello. Call on the garden. QAM, hello. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, I know. They're almost there, man. Can you feel it? They're oh, almost yeah. there. I, I have, I'm going to have bad dreams tonight. Yeah. And it's, you know, stalking, it's not difficult to understand the stalking mentality, but here's, here's something that is also that everyone agrees with. You know, straight men stalk women. Right. And, and crank call women and harass women Correct. all day long. That's what straight men do, you see. Straight crazy people go try to get the attention of women. QAM, hello. Hello, George. Hey, how are you? Hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm glad you're here. You're on the air taking calls. Okay, and, uh, well, that makes what, one of you. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear that now your ratings are starting to go up. Uh, I heard Neil <laughs> talk about the ratings earlier. Yeah. And uh, I was going to let him know that <laughs> Bo Howard David is on 1600 AM. 1600? Uh, what? Sporting News Radio. Radios go up that high? Yes, on 1600? the 1600? Far right to your radio that? dial. That's not to the right of the dial. That's to the right of the car. My radio doesn't go up that high. Well, you tell Neil. All right. The ratings guy called, let him know. Oh, the the ratings guy, yeah, yeah. QAM, hello. George. I'll be sure to tell him that, sir. Yes. George. Yeah. This is me on the air now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Built to Spill is playing uh, Langarado. I don't know if you've heard of them. Who? Built to Spill. No. Uh, I got to make you a CD, man. Yes, you do. What I'm, I'm at the mercy of, of uh, friends and well-wishers out there. Yeah, I have a lot of uh, fine music I can expose you to. Please, I'd love to be exposed. 
<laughs> uh, what, what is it, care of uh, George something? Jorge, Jorge Rodriguez, care of WQAM, 20295, Northwest 2nd Avenue, Miami, 33169. Or just drop it off at the receptionist desk. Oh, okay. Well, That's I'm kind like of far playing Russian roulette when you come visit our receptionist desk. You never know. It's either feast or famine. Sweet. And uh, what was I going to tell you? It's uh, either beast or feminine. What? You're on show. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, one of these days when we have a radio station in this town. QAM, hello. QAM, hello. hello. No, it isn't. QAM, hello. Hey, George. Hey, what? Uh, listen, uh, it's, I, I kind of agree with the guy, man. You guys stop taking in calls, man. And, you know, it's not fun just to listen to blah, 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 blah all day, man. You know yeah, what, I mean? what do you know? You got to have the calls come in. It's funny sometimes, well, you know what I mean? Here, here's the case in point. When we take calls, it's nice to have people to say so. What do you got to say besides that? Well, okay. Well, give, uh, listen, my wife is, I'm going through torture. Okay, you understand? Right you don't stop there. taking calls because people didn't have anything to say. Well, but Among I, other reasons, but primarily George, people wouldn't call with anything. I understand what you got. I understand the point that you make because you're, you're actually receiving on the receiving end. But to the fans, the people listening, man, by the way, you're sure I love when you're on the air, on the receiving man. end? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's pretty entertaining to the guys like me, man. I'm a fat guy driving trucks, man. And, you know, I listen to you guys all day, Coincidence? Man, and it's entertaining. All right. Thanks, Doug. Thank you. 113 on All Fat Guy Radio, 560 WQAM. A rocker and a rapper have twice looked for love and failed. Maybe it's because they were looking in the wrong place. VH1 presents Brent Michaels and Flavor Flav in Rock the Flavor of Love. I don't know if it's the crown or the big clock around your neck, but I find you very attractive. Yeah, boys! Rock the flavor of love. This time, the rapper and the rock star go hardcore. Flavor, flavor, no time is. Is it time for us to cuddle in the hot tub? Yeah, boys! Just when you thought VH1 had run out of stupid reality show ideas, they unite two men who star in basically the same show. Rock the flavor of love. I've sold 25 million records, made out with countless beautiful women, but now I've found that fly guy who can rock my world. Yeah, Brett! So if you can stomach it, watch Brett Michaels and Flavor Flav try to rock the flavor of love. Flavor Flav! Love riding bitch on a motorcycle, boy! I ain't afraid to ride no bitch on no motorcycle, boy! 118.560 QAM. Jeff Cohen line. Hello. Hey, I'm just uh, I'm trying to get my Monday lunch order in. Is that all right? Yeah, no problem. Okay. Hey, can we hoard the show for another Derby Girl party? What was that? Can we have another Derby Girl party uh, at your place next week? Sure. Uh, yeah, you know what day? Uh, Thursday, 6.30? How's that? We'll just do this on the air. Thursday, 6.30. Yeah, another recruitment. Because uh, we got a big event coming up with them on uh, on, on Friday, and, uh, and they've got a, a bout, actually, that Saturday, a scrimmage, they're calling it. Oh, I'm right in on the calendar. Yeah, so they want to get... It's that, they're that going strong. Like they want to get some more. That was like six o'clock or so. You guys showed up, right? Yeah, but uh, they want to do it six thirty, and then uh, maybe we can go skating afterwards. I mean, okay. not you. I mean, unless you want to. I mean, that'd be. Cool. I will be whitewater rafting in Costa Rica on a four plus. Oh, that's right. You're going to be gone. Hey, uh, I I envy you. I mean, there are few people I envy these days, and considering uh, the stories that you've told me, you're uh, you're on that envy list. We were talking about your uh, your wee wee bag earlier on the show. Oh yeah, that was great. The, uh, was, what, what was the actual brand for name? A long time. Yeah, about that was, was that was for a stadium concert. We explained I, it. Oh, okay, you did. Okay, cool. Yeah, because yeah, I'm talking about them at any uh, any of the uh, you know the medical supply stores. They sure, we were talking about Langarado and uh, and 
comfort items came up, and I was thinking about that, because I'm sure that the lines at the Porta Johns are just going to be insane. Well, you missed half the show, because they're in the back, and if you have good seats and you're up front in the stadium, right. you know, and if you're right. drinking and going on a regular basis, it's That's a problem. Right. I had a few limo drivers that picked up on the idea. I say, like, they're taking RVs and everything out there. That's the right way to go. Yes, absolutely. It's kind of hard to roll an RV into the second row center for Paul McCartney. I got that. See when you got the bucks. Yeah, well, it's just pizza goes a long way. (laughs) I learned one thing in 32 years is that pizza goes a long way. Free pizza goes a long way. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Works for me. They don't even call it bribery. I don't even think it's illegal. No. It's just the schmooze. Yeah. You know, I always tell people, even if you don't own a pizza place, if you want something or you need something or you're going somewhere, mm-hmm. stop at any pizza place and buy yeah, a pizza buy for 10 pizza. or 12 bucks and hand it to the person you need a favor from, whether it's a valet guy that the lot's full or mm-hmm. you want to park up front. Whatever you want, a $12 mm-hmm. pie is as good as a $50 tip. That's right. So. Good perk. All right, well, I'll see you Monday. Uh, uh, Monday. Oh, yeah, lunchtime. Right. Monday, run Monday. Monday. Okay. No, you're going to make the arrangements for Thursday, but I know you won't be there. Right. right. Monday, Monday, I'll come early before I have to work. I'll talk to Bert. Uh, for Thursday, yeah, I'll get it all set up for you. All right. You. Beautiful, Jeff. Okay. Have all right. Good weekend. See you Monday. See you. All right. Bye bye. There you go. We just do things on the air here. It's just crazy. Just that as way. easy as that. I, well, yeah. Exactly. QAM, hello. Hey, George. How are you? How's it going, buddy? Fine. Hey, I'm here to confirm what that guy was saying about that 1600 station. Yeah. That is Mo- Mohar David is on there. I called him the other day and I asked him, I said, Mo, did you steal the pizza? It was fun. <laughs> he, it was, oh, he got he got really ticked off. Really? Oh, uh, it was great. Oh, man. Well, he's out in L.A., out in Los Angeles, and that's where he's working at. Sporting News Radio is what he, it is. He probably said another train monkey. Yeah. So that's I just you. confirmed what that old man was talking about. Uh, so you know, said, these people have the wrong idea of what this is, this business, this job. They want to be taken seriously. And, and it, it happened to Rick Riley. He was great up until he wanted to be taken seriously. And then... Uh, that was it. Nobody wants to take anybody seriously. Right. Well, that's what I was going to tell him, but he hung up on me. I said, well, bet. You know, I, I said, didn't Neil Rogers teach you anything? You need to lighten no. up a little bit. No, no, but he didn't, no. He, he no. hasn't lightened up at all. No, no. Sorry anyway, that. Yeah. But it's good to get some calls in. Uh, I get a kick out of a quarter spot guy every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. QAM, hello. Hey, man. It's, it's, it's because of people like you that, they, that Neil stopped taking calls. Not you, sir. The other guy. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Not you hurt my feelings. Not know? yet. Not yet. That remains to be seen. I don't know you yet. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Can, can I, like, catch up on, like, the past three months? Like, hey, man, how about bowling? Bowling? Is that it? No, no. I have, oh, hey, okay. listen, actually, I just got up a little bit. I wanted to hear about the trends. Oh, we did adequate. Adequate? That's it? Adequate. That's it. Oh, man. Sub, that's... Sub-adequate. All right, well, I'm going to have breakfast now. All right, go ahead. Bye-bye. But what a weird-sounding phone that was. Was that a speakerphone? Was that an underwater phone? Was he calling from Langarado? Look, we got a lot of people listening trying to make plans for this concert besides just me. We want reports. Authorized agent who sent me a text earlier. Make up a nickname when you call. Yeah, I want to know exactly what your uh, wardrobe is going to be for this thing. Well, what it was going to be, bread sacks notwithstanding. I got Timberlands. Which we go way back. This uh, this pair of Timberlands and me, we've been all over the place together, all over the country. Stepped in more animal feces in these Timberlands than uh, than animals exist. 
So uh, probably some uh, some short shorts, you know, the utility shorts, you know, with the all lot of pockets on them. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, some sort of an irreverent T-shirt. I hope it's going to have profanity on it. I got uh, the laundry done. Something, something irreverent. I got a rain slicker rolled up in my adventure sack. It's got a mountain and it's got a picture of a mountain on it. It's not a purse because it's got a drink holder on it. You know, you follow? I got you. It's for uh, like hiking, mountaineering, rock climbing yeah, kind of yeah. things. But it's not a day pack. It's it's a, a single strap sack rucksack thing with a drink holder in it. Right. I got so, you. Wait, so now, are the, you gonna invest in uh, what Jeff was talking about? What do you no, I'm not gonna get a uh, a wee wee bag or anything like that. See? Okay. Because now it's one thing when you go to a stadium because you can't just whip it out and go. The, we know as men that the world is our bathroom, as long as you're outdoors. Correct. Everywhere is good to go. You just need to find a little corner, a tree, something to block. I mean, if you're if you're a gentleman, you try to find something to block the field of vision. If you're a gentleman, before you urinate on the side of a tree, make sure that nobody can see. Right. If you're a gentleman. So it's going to be outdoors. I'm not going to worry too much about the Porter Johns. Uh, I'm probably just going to go where I'm standing, like all the other dudes are. And that's why I want hip waders, and I need a uh, a water depth report. And also, if they are searching people, this is not me. I'm not taking anything. But people will want to know what that is. Hey, Howie's is back. Great. QAM, hello. Hello, George. Hello. How you doing? Do you have tip money for him? Because I don't. I mean, I, I do. I got plenty of money. I got plenty no, of money. No, not you. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, no, uh, so Neil's going to go on vacation next week? He's gone. He's gone already, man. Yeah, he's, he's at the new deal. Yeah, I realize He's that. on. Yeah, I'm on all next week. Uh, Sorry about that. No, no problem. Hey, uh... What time is the, uh, the the skating thing on Thursday night? Eight thirty. Eight thirty. Okay. Hey, what's the chances of uh, maybe? Uh, I, I know uh, Bo Howard, David. He he's really obnoxious, and uh, I know a lot of the hey. callers. I think a lot of them want to start calling him on sixteen hundred and give anyway. him a hard time. Oh, uh, please! Uh, not if you have a life. Well, why don't you have Mo come on the show next no. week as a guest? No. No. And people can ask him about the pizza. Okay. How about this? No. QM. Hello. George. Yeah. Hey, did you have insect repellent on that list? You know what? It's in the car already, but thank you so much. Insect hey, but, repellent. Yeah, you don't win wear shorts, though, bro. The prize. Shorts. You got to uh, wear long pants, bro. Uh, You're out in the middle of nowhere. Really? Wear yeah, my jeans well, and tuck them into my boots? Yeah, screw it. You got to wear pants. All right. All right, man. It isn't going to be hot. It's swampy hot. Hey, try to get those reports. Though. I'm on my way out there right now. Okay. I don't know out there. Hey, people at Langarado, how deep is the water? Did they search you? QAM, hello. We need to know these two things. Hello. QAM, hello. George. Mm-hmm. How come you don't like a Reverend Jean? Mm-hmm. Because I only hang out with straight people. Not that I have a problem with gay people, but we just we have different interests and different agendae. And y'all, you, you fit together. You belong together. Party together. I'm not going to join your gay club, no matter how much you try. Greg? No. 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 See? That's not happening. Now, I know a lot of people have the mentality that if they just keep trying, keep trying, they're going to wear you down. But it's not going to happen. It's like the Ray Perry mentality. If you have more sports stations, it's going to bring more people to sports. He said that. He did, said did that. He, he really that? said that. I heard him say that in the hall. What do you think about this new sports station? Did somebody asked him. He said, oh, I think it's going to bring more people to sports. You, you understand that, right? I, it's, like, it's like, hey, what do you think of that new Christian station? Oh, I think it's going to bring more people to Jesus. What do you think about that new devil worshiping station? Oh, I think it's going to bring more people to Satan. Yeah, you know, you know, the so how, what do you think about that new gay station? Well, I think it's going to turn more people gay. 
Yes. And that's the mentality. Like, if, if there are more gay clubs in town, more men will turn gay because there are more gay availabilities for them. There are more gay options for you, so it's, of course, you're going to be more attracted to homosexuality, right? That's the logic, right? Uh, that is the logic. That's what do you think used, about that yeah. new Nazi station? Well, I think it's going to bring more people to Hitler. Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. QAM, hello? Ah! Yeah, I don't think so. 128 on all Lucy Lopez Radio, 560 QAM. Coverage of the Congressional Baseball Steroid Hearings already in progress. Now, Doctor, you helped supply steroids to several players, but you know them only by their nicknames? That is correct. Can you tell us the nickname of the first player? Who was first? That's what I'm asking. The man's name. Who? The steroid user. Who? Who was on steroids? All I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name that took steroids first? No, what took steroids second? I'm not asking who took steroids second. No. No, no. Who took steroids first? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Congressman, I don't know was third. Who was taking steroids? Exactly. Next on C-SPAN, pitcher Roger Clemens asks you to test his wife. Please. What are you drinking, baby? Nothing. What were you drinking? Oh, we're dusty. This is all made up stuff. Nothing that we say on the air is true. No, nothing. So that's why we can I'm say... I'm a liar. I don't know. I, everything that I say is made I up. I am living a double life. Totally. Me too. I'm not doing any of the things that I say I'm doing on the air. If people knew how boring my life actually was, they wouldn't even talk to me. Never mind listen to uh, anything that I had to say on the air. How about you? I don't know. I listen to you. You're beautiful. So I, whatever people say about you, I'm like... Everything is true. It's all a lie. Like, it's true. George is like insane. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, totally. George always on drugs. Always. I'm on drugs right like, now. He's on drugs right now. What are you talking That's about? That's right. You know, when I uh, went to give I didn't go to give blood. I was at an appearance and they had the blood wagon. Ew, I'll never do that. Good. I, I scares thought, me. I thought that uh, I could talk my way out of it by telling them that I do a lot of drugs and have a lot of unprotected sex with sluts. Guess what? Did it work? No, no. Unless it's a prostitute. They don't care. Isn't it? I've seen the Beastie Boys tonight. I think. I'm, listen, I'm extremely jealous that you're going to go to Langerado. I went know, last year. I did not. And no. it was the best thing because I got to see one of my favorite bands ever perform, uh, The Flaming Lips. Yeah, I love I them. was literally right in front of the stage. I shook I have the them. lead singer's hand. I bounced him around in a, in a plastic bubble. What's better than this? It's so You know what's better than this? Sexy. Ecstasy and sex together. Ecstasy is better than this. Having sex on ecstasy is better than this. That or is that a joke? Okay. Maybe I do. Oh, oh, oh. I really don't. No, you don't? No. How about this one? You like that too? I bet you do. I bet you do. You never do give me that nice TV back. By the way, I want the guy, the guy, did you hear the guy call requesting you? You need to know your name. Who's the girl with the sexy voice, never wears a bra? I want her in there today. Right. I said, that's Lucy. And so you should know she's not wearing a bra today. You gotta really stop saying this, and this is why I'm gonna say this right now. Okay. I think you gotta stop saying that I'm wearing a bra, not because of your listeners, because they can't see me. Right. But because. Yeah. I get. You see, at Power 96, our studios are like about like 10 feet away from each other, right. and it looks like I'm like in a fishbowl, right? I know. So then I have all the sales guys from QAM walk by the glass and look at me after I appear on your what show. What a bunch of pervs. And it's disgusting. Do you want to borrow my jacket, my windbreaker? No. Okay. Why should I? I am who I am. These 
Sam. Who's sicker than the streets in this building? The, the degenerates? Sicker? The expensive car parking under the building degenerates. Who's sicker and more twisted than that? I don't know about all that, George, She's but it is yeah, you do. pretty crazy that after I'm on your show, all of a sudden, all the sports QAM guys sure. walk by. I don't believe that. I don't believe that the QAM guys are in there staring at you. Oh, you're yeah. a girl. Oh, yeah. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care about well, you. Yeah, you're probably right. I know. But no, Trust I'm not making me, this up. Their wives are incredibly bored. And it's pretty funny. And they're both like, hello. Bored and ignored. And I'm not in there like dancing. I'm in there doing my job. I know. Which makes it even more annoying. They think that's your job. It's like they've never met a girl who has a job. No, no. Because their wives don't. Well, you know what? That's not true. It's my wife that doesn't work. There's, there's due. So here's so the married? Yeah, no, amazing, isn't it? What are you doing? Ah, uh, crying. I cry are a lot. I cried myself to sleep last night. George, so went to had this So I think I have permission to go to Langarado. I think I won't know until I get back. We're gonna go see the Beastie Boys. The last time I saw the Beastie Boys, they were in concert here in Fort Lauderdale. I I sat like in a VIP mosh pit and I shook hands with Ad Rock, who is my sexy favorite. Like I would break up with any boyfriend just to make out with him. I, I. Interrupted you. You were gonna tell me. Then again, my boyfriend does look like him and is like the fourth Beastie Boy. So. I understand that. I know. I know of what you think. I interrupted you because you were gonna say something about some appearance that was going. Yes, on. I was at uh, Gatsby's Candle the other night. Okay. Yeah. And you some dude came up to me and was like, "Where's your boy?" Jeez, it was a dude. Of course, it was a dude. Turn it up now. So finish your story. Of course, it's a dude. So a dude comes up to me. He's like, "So where's your best friend?" I'm like, "I'm the East talking about Baby Bree." Sure. Everybody right. knows yeah, that Baby Bree and our best friend. And I'm like, "Oh, Bree, Bree's at another club." He's like, "No, not Baby Bree. Um, George." And I'm like, "From QAM?" Or like, best friend. He's out there roller skating somewhere. He's like, "I right. love it when you're on the shows." Da, 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 da. Yeah. You have like a lot of fans in Kendall, and I think you should acknowledge them right now. And, and you know what? Right now. Right. Hey, hey yo, yo, Kendall. It's I know I you guys know. got a good it's skating scene on that Monday night. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Okay, what is that Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh Kendall. I got half my family's in Kendall, and the other wow. half's in the Gables. Love the people in Kendall. Love. Yeah. I just hate driving down there. There's so many good-looking women, around women there and yeah. men. Women? It was like ridiculous. You said women. That's, that's okay. They're there too. I understand. So what about the Beastie Boys? Uh, that's what I'm going there for tonight. But I don't know. So I have. Hot. I have. Unofficial permission. This is I was talking about the married man situation. Right. You don't know if you're actually allowed to go somewhere until you get back from there, and then you find out if you were actually allowed to go. It doesn't matter how many times you ask. Right. Doesn't matter how many times she you said yes. You don't just say, "Hey, I'm going here." I'm a member of a committee. Okay. okay? Gotcha. Once you have children, you don't own yourself anymore. You're not I married, understand. right? You don't own yourself no. anymore. <laughs> See? I'm married. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Here's my favorite, by the way. This is my favorite BC song. Chum, 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 chum. First service, I thought, oh, my God. A 40-year-old man with gray hair that knows his ish about music and movies and comic books. We have yet. We have That's to go so hot. Parties. And we the fact yet. that none of them have facial hair we is, like, yet. so strong. We have yet. Adorak has, like, this salt pepper, like, hair. He dresses all cute in his Adidas scarf and his vape. And he's all into saving the world. And he I loves MIA, which I love MIA. Yeah. So. The airport or the people? No, the girl, the singer, MIA. She's a rap artist. Dude, are you kidding me? I thought we knew each other, baby. Dude, MIA. 
Paper planes. You got paper planes there? Lee is a big fan of the MIA. I thought we knew each other, sweetie. I thought we hung out. We've got a party. We've got to hang out. You have no idea. Baby. Sweetie. When? When are we going to go out so we have something to talk Wait, about? Wait, let's sing this part. I don't know the words. I know the chorus. We gave me this, as a matter of fact. And then, and then another girl gave me the whole album. I got the whole album. I love it. I want people to hear this. It's real music, y'all. Look at this. This is a CD I made for somebody. See, there's track two of MIA. See? Don't give up my list. Don't give up my list, okay? Just a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to do the chorus together, all right? We're going to play it up. This all sounds really inside. That's all right. This doesn't count anyway. This doesn't even count. Because Neil took off early. Left us with two hours to kill. Why am I not playing this? Oh, it's uh, I know. I know, I know. So, yeah, back to the whole uh, Beastie Boys obsession. I've never so seen them, so, so you've never, when you go, see never, them, never, it's going to be really weird because they really sound like the CD. Like, whatever CD okay, right now good. you have in your car. Because, you know, do you get ready for the concert? Like, do you listen to the artist's CDs right before I, you get I to the show? I make a mixed disc on that, that's about what we're going to go see for me and my daughter when I normally go exactly. see stuff with so her. Exactly. So then you listen to all that and sure, then you get sure. amped. You get, right. right. Everything exactly. you've heard on the CD is right. exactly right. what you're going to get at the show. Up. And that's you polish up. You polish up on the words and everything like that so that you're tight, so that you don't look like a dork when you're singing along there in the crowd. Ridic. Ongo. Ongo. What is Mucho that? ongo. Mucho. Ongo. Ongo, baby. Don't you know what an ongo is? No, it is that. Her, ongo? Man, I couldn't believe. I'm freaking out. Ongo, baby. Where's your Spanish? Oh, ongo. Oh, okay. I thought that's what you meant, but I was like, I thought that was like yes. a new like text message thing. Boku like ongo. Esta noche. That's hot. Melo I ongo. I. Oh, you ongo. Si. ongo. No, not yet. I don't. What are you gonna wear? But I'm gonna I'm gonna wear uh, hip waders like I'm going uh, fishing and in the high seas with one of those Captain Courageous fishing hats. So sexy. Hip waders. I know. I'm gonna be comfy and dry, and so are all my supplies. Thank you for stopping by. You got another segment or what? You have to go. Um, to, dude, you know I, I think it could stay here for like maybe like ten more minutes. Maybe okay. Five. Cool, because these callers, you know, I don't How even have to tell you. How many commercials do we have, Billy? Four. We always have four. We always have four minutes. Always four minutes. Four. All right, go to commercials Billy. now. Billy. Billy, that's cute. Eighteen till two on All Wrong Name Radio, five sixty QAM. Living. planning on telling it to his face, but he never showed up. So you know, and I can't do anything. What are you going to do? Nobody wants to know. And, of course, in this place, nobody knows to know. You know what I mean? Listen, speaking of George Land, I was just saying off air that, it, you know, if your passport doesn't have a stamp from George Land... Right. <coughs> Planet George from... You have it. Planet other, George. Other world. You haven't, an, you haven't really traveled. It's an other world. Yeah. It's otherworldly. And, uh, you know, I was in the bathroom the other day taking a, a break... 
right. there were two sales holes, I won't name who they were, talking about how excited they were about going to play golf this weekend. And it was all I could do not to bust out laughing, thinking about what I was going to be Excuse doing me. both that night and, and this weekend. It was all I could do to bust out laughing because, can you imagine, imagínate, to be all excited about going to play golf when you consider the options. What? I know, I know, but yeah, I just thought, you know, it's like, you hey, know, it's fine, go play golf, go watch men play games, go do all these other things that other people consider fun. So weird. So that wherever I'm going, it won't be crowded. It won't be too crowded where I'm going to the real fun places. You have fun. I know you have fun. Where? You have more fun. Wherever you go, it's fun. Oh, wherever I go, it's fun. You're the center of fun wherever you go. I don't know if I'm the center of fun, but I, I try my best to have fun wherever By I By the way, I didn't know about that thing that you were doing in Kendall or I would have gone. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even in Kendall. Because Gatsby's is great. We have them up in Broward County, too, you know, in America. And I go to those sometimes. When I go yeah. visit my I family. Asked, I asked also to get my passport stamped because um, since I'm from Hialeah, right. there's kind of like a riff. Is there a long line? And they're like, what are you doing? Do they search you? No, not me because I'm a, I'm a pseudo-celebrity. In I see. So. so you get the VIP line. Uh-huh. You just go right through, the go around. The fake VIP line, which is like I way know. cooler than a real VIP line. I just, I hate. I hate driving. That's it. I hate driving down there. I hate going to Kendall because of the traffic. If nothing else, if that's all there was, just the traffic. When is the traffic okay down there? Never. Never. Right. I remember is that. Never a good answer. Never is the right answer. I have never. I never. Rem- I've gone to Kendall at three in the morning, and the traffic has stopped and go everywhere on Bird Road. Bird Road is a nightmare. I think Bird Road, and I have. Nightmare. Don't you hate it when you suck on sour candy and your mouth fills up with saliva? I actually like that, except when I'm talking on the air. Is there anybody on the phone we need to talk to? No, I drove them all away. Love as it. As soon as you showed up. because George, Didn't so you hear, fun. like, coming up, there's just nothing but fag after fag wanting to get with me, wanting to be with me, wanting to wear my skin? It's sad. It's pathetic. It takes a long time to get this momentum going, you know, like, it takes a female voice and a lot of time right. to get some heterosexuals listening to the radio show. Um... By fag, you mean what? Like they're in love with me, and they want to have oh, sex with me, okay. they want to rub oil on me. Okay. Thank you, Allison. They want to rub oil. Allison is such a She's hot biatch. She's the sweetest, She's so most sweet. beautiful, most wonderful. And to have a girl working in this corner of the building, do you know how exciting that is? I you make love to her with my eyes <sighs> every day. You too? Yeah, I do. Ah, and yeah. I thought I was the only one. I'm glad. I do. All right, baby, let's do the little pinky thing here. Do you want me to lick my pinky and then touch her? Oh, my God. Here we go. Would you really? Oh, my God. Now, now let me put my, your saliva in my mouth. Look. Mm, now I'm licking my pinky that had your saliva on it. Aww. That's almost like sex. We gotta make out. We, or something. We just exchanged bodily fluids right there. George, you, why are you so weird? <laughs> why not? Have you, have you met the normal people? No. Have you met the norms? The like mundanes? The mundanes? Have you hung out with them? It's, it's weird. Look, there's go. a collar Go ahead and hang out with them. Really? Tell me how it is. Langarado report. Hello? Yo, yo. Love her. Hola. Yeah, I love you too, baby. How are you doing? Tell us how deep the water is and did they search you? What's that? Did they search you? Oh, no. no? Not too bad. They didn't search bit. you too bad? A little they bit. Hurt. No, seriously. It's really That's you. That's you echoing. That's you. It's you echoing. I can't hear you. It's you echoing. Can you hear us now? I'm turning everything down. It's your phone, baby. It's your headset. How about now? I'm not, I'm not wearing a headset. She sounds really hot. She is hot. Like a really nice person, too. She, oh, it's Lucy. Oh, those, hi. Both of those things. Hi, yeah. Mama. Did they, so did they search you? She sounds super nice. Oh, did they search me? I could search the car a bit uh, for, you know, glass bottles, but we had, you know, we didn't have anything oh, okay. like that. How deep is the water? Yeah. How deep? How deep is your love? It's dry. It's dry. Really? It's a beautiful day. Yeah. So I don't oh, have to stop at Outdoor World and so, buy headways. So we just set up our camp and... um. 
we're trying to avoid the amp piles. But otherwise, it's dry. It's All a beautiful right. day. It's breezy. Only in Florida do they say ant piles, by the way. I really love her right now. I love her a lot. I'm gonna I love bet her you tonight. she's wearing a bra. Are you wearing a bra? Is she it pink? She always wears a bra. I am wearing a bra. What color? Color? Not for long, though. It's coming off. Take it off now. Sweet. <laughs> Slowly. Slowly. Just for you, Lizzie. I'll do it. Slowly and say the ABCs while you're doing it. K color S. <laughs> We're out of time. We have to go. We have to take a break. And yeah, I, gotta, show. I, gotta, I gotta finish uh, setting up camp and whatnot. Okay, set up camp. I'll see and you there. Partying. Okay, see you cool. There. All right. Love you, All right. Awesome. Bye bye. 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 Pants. It's a good nickname. That's the spy Love report I've been waiting for. for Listen, I gotta go because I gotta do a show. I know, we all gotta go. Have a good show. Lucy Lopez, Power 96, Tuesday. Have a nice weekend. Okay. You can tune in right now. Switch over to uh, 96.5. When the Beasties are playing, I'll send you a text and say something like, Yo, I'm having f- uh, more fun than you. Say something, with, but don't end it with Izzle. Okay. <laughs> Even if it's Sizzle, 7 till 2 on all Izzle Radio 560 QAM.